go. episode 423 of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. Blah. <laughs> Good evening. It's Halloween here in Pennsylvania. Blah. Blah. Transylvania's distant cousin. Blah. Blah. <laughs> yes, so happy Halloween, everybody. This is Good our Halloween evening. episode. <laughs> Good evening and happy Halloween. May your treats be treaty and your tricks be trickier. Blah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Blah. <laughs> I went out for a bite to eat. She was a little young. <laughs> <laughs> People say, hey, Sean, you'd, you'd be crazy. <laughs> no, I'm bad. I'm batty. Blah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, did you do anything for Halloween? Uh, no, I, I was trying to give out candy, and that was a bust. Trying to. <laughs> trying to give out candy and no one showed up no we had four we had four kids total show wow. up one one young kid in early in the you know evening um and then there was three other um you know a little bit older but like maybe like six or seven type of thing right. the other one was i think it was probably like five um 27 <laughs> 27 uh you know and then i i heard some other kids like older kids that probably were like 10 12 years old they never came to the house though. They were walked across the street. They were, you know, like across the, some walk across and thinking, oh, maybe they're just going to go down the street and turn around and come back, and eventually would get them. Um, and then I heard them again, and they just never went to get them. Get them. Word, word out in the street where you were giving pennies this year. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we were the, the apple. Raisin. We were the apple house. No. You were the raisin house. Yes. <laughs> oh God. The raisin penny house. Right. Like, oh man, you get two choices: raisins and pennies. Ugh. Get the scooper. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the, it's little sunbeam, little red boxes. Yes. <laughs> I have a little baggie of pennies taped to it. Here you go, kid. Little like, here you go, kid. Here's here's five cents of pennies and a little box of raisins. Put them in your cereal, kid. You you know, help you poop. <laughs> the pennies? Yes. Sure, you eat sure. pennies too. Just Why not? Put them on your tongue and it tastes like copper. Copper. <coughs> yeah, we gave out regular candy and uh, yeah, nobody nobody showed up. It was like you know, uh, which is kind of weird, you know. I mean, I don't know. I I got I think I got more kids last year and we were unvaccinated then. Right. Then this year, you know, where, where it was like a lot, probably a lot more people were vaccinated and, you know, so it's less, you know, fearful and the numbers have been going down for the, you know, for the. Uh, yeah, I guess well, maybe that's be, maybe the, because of that, they all went to parties. Yeah, 
probably they're yeah, all like it's like, party. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess there could be like little Halloween parties out there for kids. You know, why not? Sure, here's all meet at the school and woo, have parades and shit. You know, here we'll make it nice and safe. We'll have everybody in the auditorium, and so that way you're not walking up to strangers' houses. So we'll have like you, you sit in the auditorium at a desk or a chair with a big can. He go, oh, here you go, kid. Which I, I'm glad, so glad I never had to participate in that. Mm. I, I just I don't. I'd be like, what's the fucking point? <laughs> I'd be the, I'd be that kid. Excuse me. So I'm gonna walk around in circles in a gymnasium. Why? <laughs> well, you know, for safety reasons, because you know it's scary out there. Well, because it's Halloween. Of course, it's scary. That's kind of the point. I'm not dressed up like Spider-Man for nothing. I'm here to fight crime <laughs> and get candy. Where's my fucking Reese's? <laughs> like, like, are you guys gonna have a house like an old lady sitting at the end with a bag of pennies just to make it feel like the, feel like the real thing? Because. Fuck you, where's my Twizzlers? <laughs> like, <laughs> Sean, you're seven. No, fuck you. <laughs> I'm dressed as C-3PO in this shitty costume, this plastic vinyl thing <laughs> that rips the moment I walk, and I got this mask that's attached to my face that probably isn't healthy in the first place. You know, I'm breathing in these fumes, and you wouldn't walk through a hot um, um, auditorium and be like, trick-or-treat, Phil. <laughs> Hi, Mr. Slavsky. Uh, nice, yes. Uh, who am I? I'm RC3PO. Woo, boop, boop, boop. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Give me my fucking candy. Thanks. I want to go to a strange neighborhood and see what kind of, like, I want to go to the weird neighborhoods and see what candy, kind of candy, because I heard, you know, three blocks over where I'm not allowed to walk. They're giving out, like, you know, like, like the good shit, like the thousand grand bars. Yeah. You know, 100, 100 grand bars. Full like, full oh. size bars, not these little fun size, like, right. squares that are, like, you know, you. I'm some, but some people are getting full size three musketeers. You give me this fun size shit. Nobody likes crackle. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants a Mr. Fucking Good Bar. <laughs> it's Kit Kat or nothing, bitches. And I'm not talking to the two wrapped up together. Right. Give me the fucking king size, bitches. Oh, the full size. Get... Hand them over, size. lady. I didn't. I didn't make sure my my costume was on straight for this shit. <laughs> Pay up. <laughs> So, you know what? I know. You know what? That's fine. You all stay here. You know why? I'm getting fucking eggs on the way home. I'm going to egg every one of your houses. Because you know why? Because he ain't there. <laughs> Not there. I got toilet paper on the back of my bike. <laughs> I, I see your treat, Mr. Johnson. Guess what? Toilet paper in it. Why? You fucking gave me raisins. In, a, in an auditorium. <laughs> in an auditorium. <laughs> It's not even the lights are fully on too. You even make it try even make it spooky. And I go, I go to school here. I don't want to go to school on a Sunday. My nightmare. My, my this is my time. Mayor is being in school doing this. Right. Nobody I didn't sign up for this. This is not a childhood. This is prison. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck all you adults. I'm out of here. <laughs> Peace out, bitches. Peace out, bitches. I'm joining a street gang. <laughs> uh. Yeah, so happy Halloween, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so, uh, we didn't have a show last week, did we? No, we did not, because you... No, well, no, no. Last week we didn't have a show because you were busy. I, right, right. Right. I was busy because I, I, I have a job, and <laughs> my job sometimes has what's called a fall reset, where you take care, where they look at the story and go, you know what, this is all wrong. Let's change it. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, it worked fine last this whole year. Yeah, yeah. Now it's time to change it. <laughs> you know why? Customers are getting used to it. So. Right. <laughs> Everything's this, everything's got its place, so we, we zhuzh it up and move things around. People are like, oh, I've never seen that there. Fucker, you walk by it three times a week. You know, <laughs> now because it's it's two feet to the left, now you notice it. Kiss my ass. <laughs> also, too, we got like new people, you know, new bosses, and they have to be like, oh, here's okay. Here's what happened. All right. We had to. It was. It wasn't as as intense as it was last year. Like last year, we had to redesign the entire move the PlayStation to this side of the room, the Xbox to that side of the room, the Nintendo stuff over there. This one now was just you had to kind of re merchandise the room, and then they wanted to make our PC section from six feet to ten feet long. Now you're sitting here thinking, really, GameStop's in the PC market? Ah, uh, yeah, kind of, sort of. We sell keyboards, we sell mice. Now. I think it's a I think it's a ruse. Uh, me, Mr. B, and Mr. Conspiracy Theory type person. Uh-huh. And I don't necessarily believe all the conspiracy. I like to come up with conspiracy theories and then never once think anything ever again. Here's my here's my thing. Last year, when the pandemic started, GameStop thought that they could pull the old, well, we're essential workers because we sell headphones. And the government, at least in the state of Pennsylvania, went, Fuck you, we're closing it down because you know what? The health of everybody is more important than your fucking GameStop shit. Right. I think, personally, and again, this is just me, this has not been confirmed, this is Sean just going, ah, something's fishy. I think that someone went, well, the reason why we can't keep you open is because you don't sell enough of this product. Um, uh... you, don't sell, you really don't sell keyboards. You don't really sell mice. You don't really sell video cards or like on on the regular. Like you don't really sell computer supplies and people who are working from home need that. You know what they don't need? A PS4 controller. That headphones great and all, but that's not you don't really sell, you know, maybe 30% of your business has to be this in order for you to be considered quote unquote essential workers. So a part of me thinks, and again, my own theory is that they're expanding the PC area to try to get a, around the, if this ever happens again, and we need to close shit down, down. But what? We sell keyboards. We sell mice. We even have an 8 terabyte hub here that goes for you know PCs and stuff like that. And here, here's a video card that's going to sit on the shelf because no one's going to walk in and buy that model. You know? huh. <laughs> I, that's, but that's me thinking it. Like, I don't have any substantial backing on that theory whatsoever. Right. It just seems like out of everything you're going to expand, that's the one section you're expanding on. It just out of like, it was like, was, what about the Xboxes? What about the PlayStation 5, the Xbox Series Xs? I mean, you know, I mean, we, we shrunk, we had to expand the gaming section a little bit, but with the exact amount of space. It's like we didn't Say, okay, you know what? Instead of making your accessory wall six feet, let's make it four feet and use those two feet extra for PS5 stuff. Uh-huh. It, it, it's not. It, the only thing that got expanded was the PC section. Uh-huh. And, and I'm like, hmm, that's 
suspicious. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. It made the night go kind of easy because I most of the week prior, I stumbled upon what we have called planograms and I was able to kind of re-merchandise the store for the most part already, like all the accessories. So all we really had to do as a team was clean off some shelves, move those shelves, put the stuff on their shelves and, you know, re like, oh, instead of putting the Star Wars action figures here, they now go over here. Look, that took 30 seconds. All right. You know, so by the time we were done at month for, on Sunday night, re- not relatively late, but at a decent amount of time, um, it was pretty much done. Um, but in typical reset fashion, we don't have any of the shit they wanted us to put up. <laughs> like, I, I'm like, I, I told my boss it, it wouldn't be a reset if I didn't have the stuff. Like, you gave me a week to make sure everything was set up and merchandise right and put up. But that 10-foot section that I had six-foot once before, um, I have signage, like, you know, these posters to kind of, you know, advertise me to say, like, this is my PC section. Well, since it went from six to 10 feet, you'd think I'd have four more feet of material to work with. Like, here, Sean, put these two posters up because they're two, you know, these two are they're two feet apiece. Here's put those sign up. I didn't get those signs. So it's basically a blank wall. It's like, oh, look, here's image, 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 blank wall. Stuff on the wall. It looks like shit, to be honest. But I'm like, okay, here's your photo proof that I did it. I'm I'm waiting for like the, well, how come this isn't up? Uh, You know why? Because you didn't send it to me. Like there's supposed to be like shelf talkers, like new new shelving stuff for, for gaming. It's supposed to be like a little more nicer and streamlined. I got none of it. None of it. Which is probably the reason why I was able to get it done one night because I, they gave me two things: Jack and shit. Jack left town. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that that's the reason why we didn't have the show is because I had to I had to set that up. Now, when my boss came in, he's like, "Hey, it looks great. It looks a lot better. Thanks. How come you don't have that up? Funny you mention that. <laughs> like, I don't have it. He's like, oh. And so he had to talk to his boss. Well, his boss's boss really to be like, these some of these people don't have anything. But you can't. And I looked at him. I was like, would it be it wouldn't be a reset if if we weren't missing something. Like, I got nothing. You know, you wanted me to get this done on a Sunday. You gave us all week. I really hope this stuff doesn't come in on the Friday. That's supposed also be due. <laughs> it wasn't. I never got it. So yay me. But eh, it is what it is. Um, but that was the reason why we didn't have a show last week. We we're starting late because it was Halloween. And you were out giving candy. Yeah. And we already talked about how that went. But. Earlier this week, you were two weeks a- ago. Yeah, we didn't have a show. Yes. Oh, okay. Two weeks ago, we didn't have a show because you were doing something. I went to the most magical place on earth. I went back to Disney World in Florida. Um, yeah, we. Uh, well, Seal works hard. Uh, <laughs> you don't sound like you enjoyed yourself. No, it was great. I, I'm gonna say I was. I just kind of set it up a little bit. What's that? everything to happen no no i didn't because i got actually a lot to, a little bit a lot a lot to talk about actually for this trip compared to the other trips um because this, this you know usually around this time this is when my wife works the hardest because it's their busy season she works for a uniform company that deals occasionally to private and catholic schools um you know and, and stuff like that so she the the of course the fall season is you know things so they start from like july to like um 
uh, pretty much the almost the beginning of October. They're busy. They're just constantly working longer hours. They're working Saturdays, you know, kind of thing. So she really needs a vacation afterwards. So we decided to go back to Disney because we lo- both loved going there. And um, yeah, a lot has changed since since the last time I was there. Last time I was there was last year. Um, you know, of course that was, you know, the beginning. Well, like the after the pandemic started and everything's were shutting down, things kind of opened up and. Disney was opened up for a few months. They they opened up like in that, that July last year, and it was a lot of restrictions. You know, you you had to wear a mask everywhere, and you you know you had to get in line for even to get into a store and that kind of thing. And that's kind of all gone now. That's you know they still require you to wear a mask when you're indoors, not when you're outdoors. You know, if you're okay. vaccinated, um, they, you know they would like you to wear a mask like all the time if you're not vaccinated or you know if you feel uh, unsafe about it. You know to do that. Um, my wife and I, you know, we just, we didn't, we didn't wear the mask I mean, unless we were inside, you know, cause that was a requirement. And, uh, right. like every, you, you, we could walk into stores without waiting in line for something. Um, uh, there was a couple stores we did have to wait in line for. Um, one was, it was a, um, it was called club cool. Uh, it's a, it's a place in Epcot that has, it's Coke, it's a Coca-Cola store is what it is. Basically anything with the Coke name is there. T-shirts, pants, lunch boxes yeah uh, uh, license plates uh, shot glasses you know okay. you know tell you what they but they have these little areas these little um like fountain drink areas kind of thing that you ha- can get your free samples and there's different countries that they would have like a coke product that's not here in the u.s so it's different trying ones in russia and in italy and portugal you know like different parts of brazil you know south america those and so on that you can try and, you know, and some you like and some you will go, it's terrible. Um, and so we, we, so we did that, but we had a wait line, but we waited maybe, uh, uh, I think 10 minutes to get in. And then we waited another five minutes to try one of those machines. Cause that's why, the reason why we went in. I mean, if you didn't want to try one of those, you know, machines, you could have just freely shopped. You could have just walked around and picked up things. And they had a, they had a certain fountain area that you could buy Cokes or, uh, buy like a, a you know a, like a float uh, with ice cream and stuff like that or you know or, or you know something something with a coke product in it that, that you know you could right. you could buy um and then the other time we went in line was actually the first day we were there uh there's there what they call it disney springs but their downtown sections or shopping district you could say and there's a place called gideon's bakehouse and it's a um it's it's Gideon's is only popular in Florida. There's a, there's only two now. There's this is the second one, the second location they opened, but the first one I think is in the Orlando area, and it's constantly popular. It's constantly busy, so they op- so Disney got them to build a shop in their downtown district, and so there's a line, and these cookies are huge. I mean, they're like they're as big as my wife's head. <laughs> you know, it's, nice. it's yeah, it's. And they were delicious. They they were good. And I ate one, and I felt full for the rest of the day. So you could have one cookie, wow. and like it lasts you the whole day. Um, and then uh, they they have a new they have a new program now. Like we used to we used to say they used to have what they call the fast pass, which you got three fast passes in a day. And depending if you stay there, uh, you could get get sixty days in advance. You can make a reservation for a certain ride, and that's basically what a fast pass is: is that you don't have to wait in that standby line. You know, if it's an hour, an hour and a half, they tell you to come back at a certain time, 
and you go pretty much right on. Like, you know, you, you get in the special line and they, they pull you in and you go through a, a shorter line and then all of a sudden you end up like towards the, you know, entrance of the, where you would enter into the uh, ride and, you know, they would let you in and you would go within five minutes, you'd be on this ride. And they used to give you three of them for free. And then if you bought a daily ticket, you could try and get three during that day uh, type of thing. So fast passes would go very quickly. Uh, right. So you would you would have to make these reservations. A lot of people like said people that would be that would you know get a resort and and you know set up their vacation. They could get sixty days in advance. Of course, a lot of people are going. Well, how the hell am I going to know which park I'm going into? Of course, now you have to make a reservation, so you know which park you're going to each day and that kind of thing. But since the pandemic, they got rid of fast passes. They said no more fast passes uh, because which which you didn't really need it because when we were there last time. Every we didn't wait long. We I think the forty minutes was the maximum we waited in any line because it, it was okay. the the park attendance was very low because people were afraid. It was before people got vaccinated, really. <laughs> so it's like it was like I think after we got back, that's when people started getting vaccinated uh, on a normal basis because I think it was just elderly and people with uh, uh, medical uh, yeah, you know problems that would get vaccinated first. Um, so. <clears throat> They changed it now. It's called Genie Plus. Uh, there's a there's a there's an app now that's called Genie that you can get, and it will make you suggestions. So you start off your day and you tell them what you like. You're like, oh, I like princesses, or I like pirates, or I like, um, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, thrill rides, or you know that kind of thing. And it makes suggestions for you. And based off your phone, because your Bluetooth is on. Where you are in the park, it will actually tell you, hey, you're near Pirates of the Caribbean. There's a 10-minute wait time. It's very low. Why don't you go to Pirates? Just making the suggestion to you. So you can go and go, hey, you know what? That's kind of cool. Pirates is open in, yeah, 10 minute, you know, 10-minute wait. Let's go, you know, kind of thing. Or you're in, you know, uh, you know, the Jungle Cruise is only 20 minutes right now, you know, blah, blah, blah. So you're going, okay, so that's your genie, you know. And then you can go, hey, you know what? It's near lunchtime. You hungry? There's these mobile places you can mobile order food, you know, kind of thing. Give you suggestions of, of all the, you know, what they call the uh, uh, quick services around, you know, kind of thing. And, you know, or, hey, you want to make a reservation for dinner at this place, you know, kind of thing. So it, it gives you those kind of options. You can, it, you, can, you can allow it to tell you what to do through the day. And it gets, it's supposed to help you move through your day more quickly especially with key points of interest that you're interested in it so that it it gives you like where to go and when to go and the best times to do it you know because they had the they basically collected all the data of like busy times and rides right. and stuff they so they figure all that out and then it's not like everybody's going hey pirates is on for 10 in 10 minutes everybody go there it's just like they're just going to have a select few because then other people are going to be you're in this land, you know, this ride's now open. So they're going to kind of push you in, in different directions with different groups, depending on where you're standing in the park right, at any they moment. they like, oh, we have those trackers on. You were like, oh, they're standing right there. Like, <laughs> <go> tag them. <laughs> you have those little wristbands, and you're like, oh, look, Ed's been hanging out by the Pirates of the Caribbean. He's He, he, likes, he likes the movies, apparently, because... He did an online survey on Facebook once. We have all that data. Pretty, pretty much. I mean, that's a, that's the thing. It's 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 creepy, and and, and you know, you're going oh, whatever. Um, he has a psychological profile on everybody who walks in that door. Oh, he's a psycho. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, this person apparently, according to her Facebook, she loves dogs. So what we're going to do is we're going to like make sure we have a, a, a 
we call it 101 Dalmatians little thing, like right there, and we'll lead her to this ride. And oh my God, she'll be great. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, so the they're they're now they're like that's that's the thing. Now they got they call it Genie Plus, and Genie Plus now what it does is it you pay fifteen dollars a day per person. Okay, so for my wife and I, it was thirty bucks. Right. And we did. We bought it because we were like, let's try it out. And sure. it's basically their fastest system. It's or they call Lightning Lane now. Instead of fast pass, it's called Lightning Lane. Right. We repackaged it, rebranded it. We rebranded it, right? So you're yeah. going, okay, well, how does this work? Well, when you go, you uh, and if you stay at a resort, you you can start at seven a.m. You know, like you can buy it before seven. You can, you, okay. it, it's after midnight. You can start like then that day, whatever. You can buy the 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 Genie Plus, and I I didn't buy it that that night. I I fell asleep, and but I got about like six o'clock in the morning, and I bought it for both of us. And then at seven a.m., you can make your first pick of the day. So, well, we were going to the Magic Kingdom for the first day that this was happening because actually that's the thing. Like the the first park we were going to in the first day, that's when they started this Genie Plus. So we were kind of the oh, guinea pigs. So you were the guinea pigs, right? Oh God! So man. so we were we were kind of going. I you know like I was kind of nervous about this because. Like if you ever if you ever try and get something in Disney, you got to be fast. You you can't even think about it. You just got to go click 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 click. You got to press those buttons on your on your on your uh, um on your phone or whatever, and you just got to go. You just you can't think of did I get the right thing because it's it's <laughs> it's not a question. You just do it, you know, because because you're gonna be you're gonna be screwed because you're not gonna get it. You know that's the right. that's you the got, you got no time to go. Geez, what do you want to do? It's right. Not, it's like go 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 go, 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 go do now. do it do it now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> your boot camp. <laughs> exactly. You know you you'll worry about it later, right? So um, and then each park. I know what I want to add this. Trips and falls. Leave them behind. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't care. It's a small world. We gotta get there now now now. Go go go, Peter Pan's go go. go. You know, and that's oh my god! I twisted my ankle. Leave behind. <laughs> you fall behind. You stay behind. <laughs> so, so the idea of Lightning Lane is is that you you get as many as you want, but you only can get one at a time. So you get one, and then when you use it, you can get the next one. Okay. Okay. So, right. so that we know from past experiences, one of the one of the two busiest attractions there all day is Jungle Cruise. Everybody loves Jungle Cruise. I don't know why, you know, and Peter Pan, you know, the two the right, two right, oldest right. attractions, you know, the, the the and and there's long lines and there's always like it's always like an hour hour and a half wait every every time we walked by it was always like that. We checked on the phones cuz you can get your wait times on the phones and see how long it is, you know, like get a map and you know, go to a section of the park and see the wait times for everything and you know, it's always like an hour hour and a half. So we decided we're going to junk cruise because that's the first one we're going to try and right. get that one. So we, we did. We got it pretty early in the morning. I think it was the park opened at 9. I think we got it at 9.20 or whatever. So we walked in. You know, we, we, we got it. We went it on. Now, as soon as you scan your Magic Band, or actually now they – because now they're charging you for Magic Bands. not free anymore. They used to be free. They used to be included in your, in your price <laughs> right. for your ticket. Now they get the, what they call Keys of the World card, which is basically a plastic credit card – that they you can use as the same thing. It it scans right. and it you know it's the same thing. So that's the free right, right. You don't you don't get the wristband as that little thing. Now you get this card that you know may have your name on. I don't know if it does or not. I we we have the wristband still. We still do it that way because uh, we use old ones. We don't we don't you know 
well, every trip we were buying them because, hey, they're free. You know, we'll just get new ones. But uh, so the last trip we just was the last time we got them for free. So we just ended up getting those. And I'm like, well, just we'll use those until the battery dies and then we'll buy them or we'll just get the cards or whatever, you know. And now you can actually do it with your phone now. They, 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 the app can now do it with your phone. So you can, you don't even need that anymore. Uh, so we, as soon as we scan in the Jungle Cruise, we got the next one, which was uh, the Winnie the Pooh ride, which is, you know, a little, you know, kid's ride. But, you know, my wife likes it, so we, we went. And then we got Small World and then Little Mermaid, uh, Peter Pan, Buzz Lightyear, and Haunted Mansion. So these were all the, the, the lightning lanes. We got seven of them in a day. So that's pretty good because, like I said, on average, you get three. And after you use the three back on the old Fast Pass days, you could get more if you wanted to. But by the time you use those up, you'd be lucky if you got a fourth or fifth one, you know, like type of thing. It, it's very, you, you have to remember to schedule them early enough in the day. So that way when the fast passes, when you use those up, then you can get the next one. And then, you know what I'm saying? Like it, right. it, it's, it's very, very tricky because rise certain popular rides could go very quickly. So you, you wouldn't get them. And it worked. And I was kind of, I was happy and ticked at the same time. I was happy that it worked. But I was ticked because I had to pay fifteen dollars per person for this thing. So you're going, you're like, you know, like, come on, like, you know, right? You know, you're, you're now you're now charging me for something that you used to get for free, you know, like type of thing, you know. So now, so it's like, okay. So the next day we went to uh, Hollywood Studios, and that was the other thing that I didn't mention before was there's two rides in each park that are premium rides. And they're not in the Lightning Lane package. You have to pay extra for those. <laughs> okay. So when we went to, I think I forget, I think it's Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, which is a nice ride. We didn't get on it because we, my wife's not a, 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 a huge fan of it, I guess, because she's yeah. like, oh, I can take her or leave it. I liked it, but it's just like it's 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 not like the greatest, I guess you could say. So it's like you know. And I forget what the second ride is, but we didn't do either premium ride at that one. But when we went to Hollywood Studios, of course, the Star Wars Land or the 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 uh, uh, Black Spire Outpost with the you know with the two rides there, uh, the one ride, Rise of the Resistance, is a premium ride, okay. and that's extra money. So we paid for that because if you you have to see the ride, you you people go, really is it worth it? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I got. I got to ask. Okay? Yeah. Not that you lost me. I, I just want to clarify. So you paid money to get into the park, uh-huh. and then when you get into the park, you had to pay more money to get on the rides. Well, no. It's you. You can stand in the standby line. So you right, can. So you can slum it. Is you what you're you you could you could slum it. You know, like I be because I because we were figuring out. I'm like, imagine a party of five. Like that's seventy five dollars a day that you have to pay extra just to do these fast passes. You know, so for a couple, like you know, for two of us, for thirty bucks, it was like, eh, it's thirty bucks. Like I've spent right. thirty bucks on crap. <laughs> like, right. like right. you spent thirty bucks on that big ass cookie. Right, <laughs> it was like yeah, the cookie was like eight bucks, you know. Like I, mean, I bought two cookies, so I was like, yeah. Right. So it gets up there in price. So yeah, basically two cookies was my day at, at going for for fast passes. Um, so so like I said, so the the, the there was two premium rides, and the second ride was I forget what the second ride was in that part. But Rise of the Resistance, if you ride this ride, 
it's worth it. And now you can say you can go in the standby line and and wait, but like like you can wait up to three hours for this ride. You know, so you're right. burning a quarter of your day just to stand in line for this ride. Right. See, this is where I, I get nervous. Stacy hates waiting for anything. Right. And and like every once in a while, I'm, I I would love like on Disney Plus, there's the, you know like how you know the show like how we did it or like behind the behind the scenes kind uh-huh. of show. And she's always tempted to watch it, but she's afraid of spoilers on that show because it's going to show you the ride and how they did it. Mm. And I'm like, because she wants to have the magic of being there for the first time. Sure. But I'm like, <laughs> right. But the part of me is like, okay, well, if I want to go on that ride and we got to, if we don't buy those fast pass, not fast pass, we could be standing in line for like three hours. Right. And that's, she'd be like, she'd be like, no, I'm not doing that. But so like, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to have to, Shell out thirty bucks a day, right, to get on these like little fast pass things. And, like, okay. <laughs> and the thing was, was that there was a point. There's a point in time as we were doing this. The further, the further along we got it, we walk up to a ride and going, "Oh, I see people out there. Can we lightning lane this?" <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Like, like, like you get bougie about it. You're like, <laughs> oh, look, there's a. a Oh, there's like an hour away. Let's just hit. Let's just fast pass this. <laughs> let's let's lightning lane this. Let's let's see. And sure enough, hey, if we wait ten minutes, and we can get in like lightning lane. And 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 it, and it and it was. It was like people. You saw people, and we just sat there and waited. We just waited the ten minutes right there. We're like, we didn't go anywhere else. We didn't do anything because you have an hour after. Like you know, it's like an hour frame. So say like we get we got there at two o'clock, and it was a ride, and it was like, hey, you know what? At two ten, we can get a lightning lane for this. We, so we got it. So you have from two ten to three ten to use it type of thing. But we were like, no, we're going to, we're going to, we'll just wait the 10 minutes out and go right in, you know, kind of thing. Right. So people weren't really moving. So we're watching this and watching this. And now 10 minutes goes by. It's like, all right, it's time to go. And bling, you know, we, and we walked by those people and, right. you know, and then we, we just, we went in and we rode the ride. Cause it's, cause that's the thing. Like now it's not like you're, you, you, you like, like they, sh- it's a short line. Like they let you on because you're paying for it now. Right. You're, you're now paying a premium to be like, I want to be next. Right. So you basically pace. It's basically, it's the, the pay to play. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, let's say you walked up to that's hot club and you tip the bounce like a hundred bucks and he goes, Oh, you must be on the list. Right. You know, exactly. What's happening. Exactly. And, see, now I'd be kind of assholes about it. It's Halloween time. I'd be dressed like a king and walk around <laughs> like, oh, and look at these peasants standing in line. Well, that's the thing. Like, I felt so privileged, and it was it was creepy that to feel this way, because like also too, if you stay at a if you stay at a Disney resort, you can get in thirty minutes before the park opens. Right, right, and a lot right. of people were complaining about it because you used to have two hours, or they used to be right. like after hours, like. You know, the park closes at seven, and then the, you would have two hours after that for like nine. It was included. Now it's just a half hour every day, and you're like, "Well, what's the point?" But we did. We went. We got there early, and there was one time we were in Epcot, and we we went to a store, and there was nobody in the store, and we like shopped, and we got everything we wanted, and we went. We we're going to go. It's like you know what? We got the stuff. Let's put it in a locker, and then go on a ride. You know, kind of thing. Right. So we walked by. And I'm 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 like I'm not I don't know where the lockers are because they you know Epcot's now being changed around. There's all these construction right. walls and all these right. things are coming down and things are going up and you know that kind of thing. So I'm like I'm not sure where the lockers are now. So I asked somebody as I'm standing there asking them. I look over and there's a rope 
that's holding off like and there looked like a thousand people i mean it could probably probably a couple hundred people or whatever right but there's all these people like standing behind this rope and i'm like oh my god it's like it's i think they park up at a 10 and it was like 9 45 and i'm like oh my god they're just they're gonna wait that 15 minutes while we're wandering around we just did our shopping and we're gonna you're go right. on a ride like like <laughs> you know like Oh, look at the commoners over there, Stephen. Yes. <laughs> Walk up to the line like, oh, hello. You don't know who I am, but I've paid for this privilege. I'm a middle-aged white man. You probably already hate me anyway. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's a family of like five sitting there foaming at the mouth because you cut their line again on the fucking recall Peter Pan ride. Right. That's, <laughs> like there's, there's, <laughs> I mean, and that, like, I would be so furious if I'm standing there with my family and like we're going to be next. We're the next group. We waited three fucking hours to get on this goddamn ride. We're next. It's already kind of cool inside. So like, oh my God, I'll be able to sit down and relax. And all of a sudden, you, you and your wife just walk in and go, hi, we're here. Come on in. Yeah. As I say, like, because it's like you see the because that's saying there's a wall, and then all of a sudden there's like there's that intersection that the the fast pass or the lightning lane pass people walk into, and the regular standby line kind of thing. Well, there's right. a guy standing there. As soon as he sees us coming up, he stops the line. It's like stop right here, and they and they got to wait for us to walk by. I basically, guarantee you there's a, at least that that person who's managing that line has got to hear at least ten times a day. Why do they get to go? Because they paid for it. That's. I mean, that's because 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 we heard it. I mean, right. This, the one guy goes, it. "Hey, what's how they get through there?" So you know, so like they they have the lightning lane. They paid for it, and it's like, oh, you know. And he, the guy's like, right. "Yeah, it's on your app." Blah blah blah. You know, you go to my Disney Experience. Right. You know, you log in. It's explain it because now that person be like, well, "Fuck, I'm not. We're going to do that tomorrow." Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. You know. So we so we did we we did a few. We did the Muppet Vision. The Frozen Sing Along, Star Tour, Star Tour, uh, Toy Story Mania, and Smuggler's Run. These were all the Lightning Lane. And like I said, there was the premium was Rise of the Resistance. Now, like I said, if you haven't seen this ride or ridden this ride, uh, I recommend it. You know, next time you go or if you're going to go, this is the ride to go. This is like the ultimate ride of rides. I mean, there's so many elements to it, and it's unbelievable. Um, you know, like type of thing you. You start off in a map room, and then there's a 3D hologram of Ray, and she's telling you "Welcome to the Alliance," and they gotta, you gotta get to the secret base, and you can't tell them. And then you get on this the shuttlecraft. It looks like one of those, uh, back from the Clone Trooper days, you know, where the right. Clone Wars, those right. those, you know, vehicles with a troop transport type of things. And the huh. door closes on the one side. You come outside, by the way. You're outside, and you you see the ship there. And you walk up, and they close the door, and it takes off. And there's these animatronic puppets. One uh, nine nub, and the other one's this other one, uh, 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 calamari named uh, Lieutenant Beck. And then you've got the support of a couple of uh, 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 X wings, you know, as a support type of thing. And one of them uh-huh. is uh, uh, what's his name, Poe. Uh, Dameron, oh, okay. you, know, you know, flying you through, and all of a sudden, like the resistance shows up, and they they tractor beam you in, you know, type of thing. And it's because right. it like all the screens, there's all these you know screens around. It looks like you're sure. flying in space, you know, kind of thing. You take off, and they show you, you know, like looks like you're leaving Disney World and the and Black Hour Spire. <laughs> I mean, they they take they, they take all this like extra effort, you know, to do this, you know, kind of thing. Sure. And it flies, you know, and then you get tractor beamed in, and it's the redhead guy from from the resistance. I forget his name, General something or whatever right. it was. Uh, and 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 
you you land and there's two doors. So you're thinking you're going through the other door because the other door's outside. Well, the same door opens up. Oh shit! And now you're on a you're on like the the deck a flight deck of the star destroyer. And there's this big, huge window of, of you know, like that with that blue glue around, you know, the blue uh, glow around it. And right. you're, you know, and there's all these troopers standing there, you know, in attention. And you're like, holy smokes. And of course, the, the, the real people are wearing the, you know, those black uniforms, the, you know, the uh, officer's uniforms, you know, kind of thing. And, right. you know, they're leading you into the interrogation room kind of thing. And it's just like, it, 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 it you, you get to stand there for a few minutes, but it's like awe inspiring because you, it's like, we just walked through this door and it was outside and now you're inside. And it's like, I didn't feel like a 360 degree turn, you know, kind of thing during the space battle that happens around you, you know, kind of right. thing that you're being transported to. So then they, they put you in these rooms, you know, these interrogation rooms and, and the, you know, uh, Kylo Ren comes out and he does this, this, and the, it feels like the walls like stretch out a little bit. And it's because okay. it's they make this noise and the the, right. the walls feel it and the lights dim and that that feeling like that I guess because it's a it's a sound vibration that goes through you and you're like whoa like that was that was mine like he's trying to pull the information from your mind with right. the secret bases you know kind of thing and 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 then he's called off and then you know so so now you're waiting and all of a sudden there's it's there's solid walls inside of you and all of a sudden you hear. And it looks like there's a red line that comes up and down and around, and the wall gets pulled away, and now it's the the resistance troopers are now trying to you know help you escape, you know, kind of thing. Right. So they put you in these little transports with these robots that the uh, they're almost like R two D two units, but they're not. They're ones with the like big red uh, uh-huh. okay. those those heads, you know, kind of thing. But it's all black, you know, kind of thing because they're in the first order, you know, kind of design. Right. Right. And you know they're programmed to, to take you through. Now, and these are not these are this is now a trackless ride. Now you're on and you're going through, right. you know, type of thing. And then all of a sudden, a probe droid, you know, those you know, like from the Empire Strikes Back, that they they launched, you know, right. to find a thing that comes down, like as you're going through this tunnel. So you try to avoid it before it sees you, kind of thing. And then you go over, and there's these two guards. They're like, "Hey, wait a minute!" And they start shooting at you, and they start. Like the where the the ceiling is, like you look up, you can see a catwalk, and as you're pulling away, they shoot at it, and it, it hits the catwalk or hits the 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 the, the overhang, and it uh-huh. parts of it disappear, and you're like, wow, like that was mind blowing, like how they did that, like you, right. you can't figure it out. So then you're you're going through, and there's the other things that goes on, but the one thing there's these two adats, you end up in a room with these two adats, and you're supposed to go down, and the the robots go the wrong direction. So you go up. So now all of a sudden there's like, you're in the, you see the front end of an ad at looking at you. And then the, <laughs> the pilots are sitting in there, in there going, Hey, wait a minute. And the two cannons come down and they shoot. And it looks like laser beams fly past your head. And you're like, Holy <laughs> crap. Like it's, 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 you know, I'm explaining this to you, but when you like, like, when you see it, it's so, right. it's like I said, a thousand times better the way I'm explaining it to you. It's like, holy smokes, you're in an elevator at one point, and you see Kylo Ren's lightsaber come straight. I know it. I was going to say, like, I've seen people, like, I, I, I peruse TikTok, and every once in a while, I'll come across somebody, like, the animatronics look so good, and, like, I still, like, they're in this thing, and I see the lightsaber go through, like, this elevator, and I'm like, holy mackerel, like, like cutting through them, going there, it's seamless. I've I've ridden the ride like four times. Okay, 
<laughs> I look, I look for a hole. I look for something that you know will indicate, you know, because right. I know, I know it's right. going to happen. Right. I, so now you're looking for all the triggers. You're going, okay, like, like when you kind of do the ride, you start. After a while, it becomes like, like you look for how the sausage is made. Right. And you're like, okay, this is where the, this is where the lightsaber comes through. I should see like a hole, or I should at least see the track that the lights are going to go onto as he cuts it open. Like there should be something there. And there's and not. There's nothing. There's nothing there. And you're and you're and I'm I'm still blown away. I don't know how I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they pull it off. I really don't. There's so right. much to it because then, like I said, there's a one point that towards the end of it, you get into a skate pod. Like the robot drives into the skate pod. The doors close behind you, and it drops. And for for like like a few feet, you know, kind of, and it's really like maybe I think it's like six inches or something like that. But that right. feeling because you're seeing the windows, you you're you're like on the edge of the the ship or whatever, you know, like where the escape pods would be shooting out of, and all right. of a sudden you see the windows, and it just drops and it takes off and flies through, and you you, you see basically you're landing back and back black spire outpost, you know, kind <laughs> of thing. You see Disney and you know, kind of thing. They set it up so well, you know, and then you crash land and you open and you're back outside again, and you're like. Whoa! <laughs> like, right? Like, you just kind of stand there. Your hair's all frazzled. You feel like you got singed marks on. You're like, whoa! Right? <laughs> like, it, your hair's got steam coming out of it. <laughs> and it's just—it's like the most un- unbelievable experience ever. And I've—I'm like I said, I've done it four times, and it's <laughs> still—it's still that the nerve, like the 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 hairs grow, like you know, like the the the, the you know, you you get the the nerves, uh, the hairs right, sticking the hair's up, back, and hairs the back of your neck, right up. Like you described it, me going, man, I'm gonna have to work really hard and maybe, you know, pay off some debts so Stacy and I can make a trip to Disney because I I need to do that. I say <laughs> just to, and then just to stand in Black Spire Outpost, you you it, right. you to see the ships, the the A wing, the X wings. The, the Millennium Falcon. I mean, you'll you'll tear up. You you really will. There's right. a life size Millennium Falcon standing there, and I've taken <laughs> pictures of it, and it does not do it the justice of standing there. It's just like you're just yes. standing in awe of this thing. Maybe a, a, a fifty whatever year old man just standing there, weeping like a child because he's standing in front of the ship that you, know, you and every other fifty year old man, right? <laughs> fifty something year old man. They all do it. We all do it every time. Every time I see that, I, I still get the chills. Like it's still like, oh my god, there it is. There's the Millennium Falcon. Like it. Right. it I'm, I'm like I'm like I told I said this. I, we were in line to get on there for Smuggler's Run ride, and right. I said I'd I'd pay a thousand dollars to walk on the top of that just to walk on the top of that ship. Right. You know, like, like, like if here's a thousand bucks, let me just walk around on it. Just, you know, I'll take some pictures and all. And right. You know, type of thing. Cause the, cause you walk by it and, and as, as you're going through the line, you go higher and higher in the line and like through like these ramp systems. So you, from the final, like one of the final walkthroughs, you see that you're walking behind it, the ship, you know, so you see the whole the, the, the where the where the uh, uh, flames come out and the right. the back of the ship with the the, the windows and all, and you're and it's, it's just like, and, and the, it's dizzy, so you know it has that engine hum. Yes, you know you just that that they, distinct Falcon hum. The smoke comes out of it, yeah. bellows out of it in the certain spots that it does, and you just, I mean, and you just you're just like, oh my god, they really did it, my god, I'm so. Like you, Crazy sons of bitches! You, you, you did, did it. it, you sons of bitches! You really did, you know. And it's it's just it's amazing to look at, you know. And then there's the cockpit. Apparently, you can get into the yeah. the, the you know type of thing, and it's just like it's just mind blowing, you know. Because 
And it's just like, I'm like, oh man, I'm like, I don't know how much I paid to get into that cockpit to, to actually sit in the, you know, in the, in the actual Millennium Falcon cockpit. Right. But it's just, it's just, it's, it's just so awe-inspiring to see it, you know, and you're just like, wow. And like I said, that's just one part of it. You know, like I said, the shops, the marketplace is cool to go through and, you know, and then, you know, the, just the, some of the foods, you know, good to eat. Like the Ronto wrap is really good. As much as an awe as I think I'd be there, I'd also get... It'd be a mixture of all and anger. All because anger. I'd be like, where was this shit when I was a kid? Right. Like, like today, being a kid today, walking through Disney World, it's got to be completely, like, nuts. Because with technology and all, like, don't be wrong. Like, when I, the last time I was there, it was, in the, it was 88. I, no, 98, I think it was. Yeah, 98, because my sister was graduating from high school, and I chaperoned her class. So, the last time I was there was 1998, where it, that... I mean, it's completely changed. I know yeah. it has. Yes, it has. I mean, it's like night and day. We've all been going, I don't remember that. I don't remember that. Holy shit, I don't remember that. But okay, well, at least the silver ball's there, but inside, all different. <laughs> like, <you're> like, <laughs> like, oh, look, hey, look, it's the, oh, hey, I remember the Pirates of Caribbean ride. Let's go on that. Oh, wait, there's Johnny Depp. <laughs> like, yeah. There's, what? Jungle Cruise. Oh, look, there's, they took out everything. Like, there's the rock. <laughs> <laughs> no, they haven't put the rock stuff in yet. Not yet. Not yet. But they will, I'm sure. Of course they will. Yeah. When Jungle Book 2 starts happening. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, and, and of course, the, in Epcot, I'm, I'm just kind of going, jumping around a little bit, but like Epcot, there was a new ride. There's, there's a there's a Ratatouille ride, and that's pretty cool to, to go through. Uh, we did that twice because that was another premium ride we paid for. And then there was what they call a virtual queue line, which Rise of Resistance was, where you would in the morning at seven a.m. you would select and 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 pick a time, but not pick a time, but try and get in a group, and then you know during the day your group would be called, so you you know you're at Epcot at any moment, and then you have like an hour to get there to get into your group, uh, type of thing. But it, it, if you kept checking for it, you know, because like, like our group number was seventy. And you know it was giving you a, a an estimated time, you know, kind of thing. And as time went on, if the if the took too long or whatever, the the time would adjust, type of thing. We got there, it was like three o'clock, you know, type of thing. But we also right. paid for it because it was a premium ride. Now, the cost of the premium ride to me wasn't that bad. It was nine bucks per person. All right, I mean, Rise of Resistance was fifteen dollars per person, and we did pay that. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you know, it's, it's fucking it's Star Wars money, right? And you you walk, you said again, you walk on, so it's not like you're you're waiting on another line. You, you literally walk onto that, so it's not like you right. know. So I was like, I'm like, you know, for what it is, it is worth it. I mean, I'd rather it be cheaper to be honest with you, because you know, because actually when we went and it was our turn, because uh, you know it gives you a time to 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 go. Like a fast pass time, you you went in and it they say it was broken. It was broken down, and because rise there's so many elements to it, it can break down, and right. that's the that's the thing. So they said, oh well, you can come back anytime afterwards and, and we'll honor it, kind of thing. And then when we went back, they give us a little bit of trouble, and I said, no, you were the one that told me to do this. And right. I was like, oh, I'm sorry, yes. And then she let me through because basically they have a pad, and I don't like a couple weeks before we got there. Somebody stole one of those pads and was using it to get on every ride through a fast pace. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I'm thinking, how would you think you're not going to get caught? They got caught, you know, of course. And they, of I course think they, they did. You know, I don't know if they got banned, but I'm sure they did or, you know. I'm sure they got took, taken back in that back room. <laughs> beating the crap out of Mickey sitting in a chair going, you think you can fuck with me? <laughs> you, know, you, cut, you cut 
come to my house, you steal from me? <laughs> you think I wasn't going to find out? <laughs> you fucking idiot. Because <laughs> I know, I know they, they, they were all closely guarding all their pads, like everybody, right. you know, thinking, I'm sure that guy got fired, who, or girl got fired, whoever it was, oh, that, yeah, that sure, the, the pad disappeared on, you know. Betty, I need you to sit down. Chip, Dale, get the plastic. You know, just, <laughs> so yeah, put the plastic back. Clear plastic tarp on the floor. You're not really sure why. I'm just getting the rugs cleaned. <laughs> you know, the next thing you know, fucking you get a 22 in the back of the head. <laughs> For letting go a piece of that could have, that could have taken us all down. <laughs> or better yet, they just, they get a clear plastic bag and like they're like, shh, 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 let it go, let it go. Right. <laughs> Unbelievable! Yeah, yeah, she probably he or she or that person definitely got at least a stern talking to him. Oh yeah, fired. I'm sure. Yeah, like how dare you? You you're that's that pad is your life. If you lose that pad or get that pad stolen, you better you better it better be like a get drug into the back room and get yourself beat, punch yourself in the face a couple times and go, I got mugged. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I ran into a door. <laughs> right. Like I, if I lost that, or if someone stole it off of me, and I, I, there was no marks on me, I'm putting marks on me. Because right. I'd be like, I love this job way too much. I'm a cat. I'm, a, I, I'm, I'm a cast member. I believe in this stuff, and I'm just gonna sit there. I'm, I'm gonna be like Ed, Ed Norton in fucking Fight Club in his <laughs> office, yeah. beating the shit out of himself, throw myself through a table. <laughs> so I could keep my job. <laughs> <laughs> there was four of them, you see. <laughs> they are mean, nasty. <laughs> so yeah, so it, as I said, it was a lot better um, than the last time, and like I said, a lot of more things were open, a lot more restaurants were open, so a lot of things were were opening up. Um, you know, good. so it was it was good. It was a really, like I said, the weather was great for us. You know, it was like mid eighties. There was no rain all week, so it was the perfect week to go. Uh, you know, and then the flights were cheap, so it was really, really good that way, you know. And then we, of course, we have uh, we're part of the vacation club, so we get a, you know, we go to a certain resort, you know, and get it for, you know, we can get a, right. you know, wherever we want, you know, because we paid a lot of money in advance, basically, <laughs> right. to, to do this till like the 2040 Ed, something. Ed's trying to be cool right now and trying to be like, I should start playing this low key because now I am coming off kind of privileged, right? <laughs> <laughs> it cost me a lot of money, as I was saying, it wasn't, wasn't cheap. I, and no, Ed, you paid your money. You deserve it. Right. You live a hard life. You work hard all year round. And you know what? You treat yourself. You do something a little nice. You and your wife, there's nothing wrong with that. If anybody's got a problem with that, fuck them. Right. Let them work a 40-hour you know, week your job like everybody else does. And put a little something, something aside. Right. You know what? It's you and your wife. That's it. You don't got 7,000 mouths to feed. You got, you know, you're, you're good. You're good. Yeah. You live that life. You be that bougie white guy <laughs> that walks around the goofy hat or or whatever. Be like, yeah, that's right. I got my fast pass or my my eight my lightning rod pass or whatever it's called. And, you know, my my Hermes shoes pass. Lightning lane. <laughs> but, my light lane pass. I'm surprised they don't call it the Lightning McQueen lane. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure that was tossed around for a while. You know, type of thing you coming. Know. But I will. I mean, I, I did get a couple things for myself. I won't get into what I got, you know, type of thing. But there's one thing that I will talk about because when I saw it, I had to have it, and I didn't care how much it cost me. <laughs> we get off Rise of the Resistance, and they uh-huh. have like like every 
every good Disney ride, or every no, I'm sorry, every good Disney ride, every, every Disney ride, every ride, even the shitty rides jump, jump off and then a gift shop. There's a gift <laughs> shop, right? Like right at the end, there's a gift shop type of thing. Now, of course, Rise of Resistance, they don't really have like an indoor gift shop. They have like a like a, a cart type of thing. Right, right. And I walk up and I, I'm like, oh my god, is that what I think it is? And my wife's like, it's probably just for kids. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's got to <laughs> be for adults. The Han Solo vest. Really? From Star Wars. The, the New Hope. Uh, and probably, man. I think, Return of Jedi, too. So, I'm like, I'm looking. I, I'm going to see if there's a fit one fits me. I'm thinking, if I can find a kid's large or something like that. <laughs> and it's like, uh, you know, hanging open. Uh, it fits. <laughs> Squeeze this thing in. Yeah. Fucking doing fat man in a little vest. <laughs> <laughs> So so I walk up and I'm like I'm like there were like there were kid sizes in the front but as it went back it got bigger and bigger. Well I found one was a 2X. I put it on and it fits. You know, it was a little eh, questionable like type of thing. I'm thinking, if I lose 10 pounds, like I think I can <laughs> fit. a little snug. Yeah. I lost all this weight and if I just lose it, I probably packed some Disney weight on. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. If, if I, if I really good, push on it, you know, blah blah blah. A couple so, good boops and I'm fitting in it. Right. <laughs> If I don't eat Thanksgiving tick dinner and Christmas and you know and starve myself for twenty twenty two, I'm good, you know. Right. Uh but as I turned the corner there was more vests for bigger uh, people. So there was uh, a three X. So I put that one on. That one fit me great. I'm like I'm like, all right, you know, so I looked and I was like, all right, that was and I'm right away I'm thinking it's probably hundred and fifty dollars. Like that's like right in my head, like that's probably right. what it is probably what it is like i'm just setting right. myself up for this you know kind of thing and i'm like uh-huh. and you go do i buy it because it's 150 dollars and i look down it's only 50 bucks and i'm like an only 50 uh i would have bought one too <laughs> so but i bought one <laughs> here's here's the problem you buy it because you're like oh my god this is awesome and you wear it maybe you're wearing around the park the moment you get home and you put that thing on you look fucking ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, let me say it. I have, I have, I have stuff that I have. that are like shirts and stuff. They're totally ridiculous. I'll never wear it out like live anywhere. But it's like I have it. I'm like, I'm, I'm never giving it up. It's you know, like non-negotiable. I'm like, I'll, I'll, I'll find a way to wear it somewhere. You know, like type of thing. You know? <laughs> Ten years later, I heard what's Ed coming as Han Solo again. <laughs> <laughs> this one time a year vest you're now you're now old gray wrinkly you put on 50 fucking pounds so it doesn't even fit anymore but you know what i've i bought, fucking bought it i'm wearing it every goddamn year yeah <laughs> and every time i'm going to disney you want to bring in that fucking vest <laughs> it's fucking hot i ain't wearing a vest yeah, but I was, I was just like, oh my, I was, I was like, I'm like, yeah, I was like, I'm like, oh my god, oh my god they got the vest. I can't believe they did the vest. Yeah. <laughs> walking around with the vest. Now I need now is the the, the thigh bla- the thigh holster and the blaster. You're walking around going, that's the you never heard of this ship? It's my ship. Did the Kessel run in twelve parsecs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know it's right there on the plaque. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sir, you belong in a museum. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that was pretty much like I said. I, I mean, you know, if you, even if it's a once in a lifetime experience, I recommend it. You know, kind sure. of thing. You know, but uh, so, but that's not the only thing I've done. Um, I did watch a few movies. I 
I I went to the movies myself. My ah, wife and I. Okay. So, yeah. What did you see? Well, I I haven't gone to the theater. I've only I'm only thinking because I bought some movies. I, I bought a bunch of movies because uh, okay. you know I I figured out oh, you know what I I really want these and I I talked about it at the last show. One was the Protege and Snake Eyes. Um, so I bought those and a movie called Splitting Hairs that you know th- th- it was with uh, Rick Moranis and Eric Idle, um, okay. like one of those uh, VHS Blu-ray kind of uh, that looks like an old VHS tape. And uh, sorry, can you hear me? Oh, you kind of faded out there, sir. Can you hear me now? Uh, yeah, but you're real soft. We might have to jiggle one of those uh, wires. Jiggle, jiggle time. Uh oh. Oh boy! Can you hear me now? Oh yeah, you know you're uh, Chris Claire. Okay, good. Yeah, so it was a movie called Splitting Hairs. It was a uh, one of those like they like an old VHS they converted over to Blu-ray type of thing. It was the one I think one of the last movies I remember Rick Moranis being in that I saw in the theater. So that's why I got it. It was it was okay. not a bad comedy. It was about like a switch at birth type of thing from the gotcha. King of England or something like that or some royal you know family or whatever. Uh, you know, it was, I, I kind of remember it being funny. Of course, I haven't seen it since it was in the theater, so uh, I'll have to watch it again and watch it. I didn't get to watch that one. Um, I did watch a couple of the Terry Gilliam films um, uh, uh, before I went away on vacation. It was The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. Um, okay. This is the last movie Heath Ledger acted in uh, before he passed right. away. Well, he was he was filming it when he passed away. Right, right, and then the uh, um, Johnny Depp and Jude Law and uh, Karen Farrell kind of took over his part, and it was brilliant. Um, I recommend this movie. It was really good. Uh, uh, it was bizarre, like every other Terry Gilliam movie that you watch. If if you've seen any of his movies, um, but it, it it was good. It was basically he was playing a kind of like a a, a man who was conning the mafia. And he ends up getting like beat up or uh, left for dead, and he has amnesia and he can't remember. And he comes across this road show of uh, Doctor Parnassus, who um, who's played by uh, uh, Christopher Plummer. And right. uh, they, there's these. He has a daughter, and they the, he has the, Christopher Plummer's character, Doctor Parnassus, has a deal with the devil, and he ends up. Uh, he has to get collect souls. Basically, they're both collecting souls, and whoever collects the souls keeps him alive. So he's been living for centuries, you know, kind of thing, and it's and it's been going on. But then he decides to be he finds a woman, falls in love with, and he becomes mortal again, and they have a child. And then, of course, uh, I think the woman dies, and and he's distraught. But he, the deal, the, he can't like resist the devil who they you know saying so he becomes immortal again basically so they're going through time so um he fledger character they like i said they find him along along the way and uh he help, tries to help him and he, he ends up he wants to be that person being mortal so it's a, it's a it's a conflict there but it was a really good movie i mean it was really well done uh you know well acted and all so like i said i, I recommend it and you know uh uh the other the, the Heath Ledger's part was played by those multiple characters and they basically go into other worlds and his face changes. It's kind of like a two face. So they change, you know, change to Colin Farrell or to uh, uh, Jude Law or to uh, uh, Johnny Depp. So it was like each, each time he went into, it was, so he was showing a different face of himself. That's the, the idea of it. So gotcha. it, was, it was a really good idea how they did it. I don't know if that was the way it was supposed to be and you know, that type of thing, but uh, 
the, it, it, I think that really like enhanced it a lot. So it was, it was really good. Um, and then we watched an old classic uh, this past week. Actually, it was called uh, Time Bandits. Um, uh, oh, right, right. Yeah, uh, Dave, Dave said he saw it once in the theater when he was a kid. And uh, I laugh at the movie, especially at the end of it. it was, it's just so bizarre. And it's just, you know, I, I highly enjoy it. It's one of those bizarre movies. If you get to see Time Bandits, I'm not going to go any further than that. You know, it's been around for 40 years, you know, for, uh, you know around that time, 30, 40, 30, some 40 years. You know, it's definitely worth a watch, um, you know, especially if you like bizarre things. Um, and then, though, this week, um, just yesterday, actually, I watched uh, the new DC animated movie, uh, Injustice. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I, Not good? You know what? I, I liked it. But I didn't oh, like okay. the ending of it. Um, oh, okay. You got, don't. Uh, I'll, I'll probably. I'll see if I can find a copy somewhere. The, the, <laughs> the beginning of it. The the beginning of it was brilliant. the The animation's good. The voice acting's all. You know, the talent they find is good. The the how it starts off goes so well, and it paces. It's fast paced, but it, you 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 follow it very. You, it's. You know, it's quick, but you follow it. You understand it. You know, like saying, like, there was another movie they, they did, I think it was Son of Batman or Batman versus Robin or something like that, that was right. so fast paced, I couldn't keep up with it because I couldn't follow it. This one I could, and it was like fast enough that it really, it really made sense. And it's not me because I played the video game, and that, you know, like, right. that, so it's because it's the same set up the same premise, you know, kind of thing. But it's, it's, like through the movie, it was great, and like I said, there was there was a lot of emotional value to put into this movie because characters do die in this film, you know, not right, just like you know, right. cra- you know, like who care characters, like like oh my god, that, like I can't believe they did that, like wow, great, you know, and uh, so it was good, but then the ending, I was kind of like, I guess they had, like they couldn't figure out a way to end it right, or or you know, a type of thing. Though I have to say though, they they got Plastic Man in there. <laughs> finally okay. in a in a film and right. he's one of those goofy characters that if you don't know who plastic man is uh you haven't really haven't really experienced dc uh and, and anyway uh, he's a bizarre character and he, he was great he's brilliant <laughs> you know, I, I was i was like oh my god like 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 i i i it, reliving my childhood of plastic man i was like i'm like oh my god this is awesome you know and you know so but uh it was like I said, up in uh, the ending to me was a little disappointing, but it wasn't a terrible. It wasn't a terrible ending, but it was just like I don't know. Uh, just it just it felt flat. It just you know what I'm saying like it just was like it was okay, but I wish there was something more grander they did, you know, than 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 what they did, and it was just kind of like meh. So you know, I gave it like four four stars out of five. You know, okay. up until the ending, I said it was great. You know, because I'm like, I'm like, I don't know how they're gonna end this sucker because this is, whoo. <laughs> so, right. so that's uh, that's pretty much it for me. Um, what about you, sir? Um, let's see. Um, Stacy and I went to the Renaissance Fair. Yeah. Uh, last week, I think it was. I believe it was last week. Um. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, no, it was two weeks ago. It was okay. the week that we, the first week that we, you weren't, you didn't do the show because okay. we went on a Sunday. Um, 
I mean, it's filled up. It's Pennsylvania Renaissance right Fair. And there's not much really to talk about. I mean, we. One of the reasons why I wanted to go is um, to get myself. <clears throat> it's going to sound weird. I went to go get myself a new wedding ring, a wedding band, mm-hmm. um, because the the one I have, the one that I got from married, it was black. It's got you know some stones in it, and it's got the kind of like meteorite stones. It's got sparkles in it. It's real mm-hmm. nice. I love the ring. Problem is, it's porcelain. Um, and so over the year that I've had it, one of the stones has fallen out. It's, it's getting kind of beat up. Mm-hmm. And it's because it was made from – it's like it was bought on the internet. You can't reproduce it. Hmm. So it was one of the things – I mean I'm sure I probably could find a, a, a person who might be able to do something about it. But either way, that takes time and energy and something I don't have at the moment. Mm-hmm. So we decided to go to the Renaissance Fair because that's where we got Stacy's ring and – It'd be kind of like symbolic. We like we like going. So mm-hmm. to get like see maybe if there was something out there that I might like to wear and in replace of this the one that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like, okay. The the ride out there was nice. Um, it's weird not having like you kind of have to pay tolls on the back end when you're going mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's like oh no we don't want to take money but we'll charge you for it just drive through we'll we'll give you a quote unquote ticket mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Um, so, but I mean, it was a nice day. I did, I did find a replacement ring. I don't want to say a replacement ring. I want to say a second ring is probably the best way to put it, mm. you know, that I can wear in my day-to-day usage. It's nice. It's a silver one, but it, what's, it's going to sound weird. What's cool about it for me is that I fidget with my ring a lot. Like I usually spin it around my finger or play with it. That's probably, you know, like, or I'm always tapping it. But this one actually has, it's a spinner ring. It actually, the, the pattern on it actually spins in the ring itself. So I can, it's kind of like I got my own personal fidget spinner. Oh, all right. <laughs> it's, I love it. I'm always, because I'm always fiddling with it. And I'm like, no, I can't. I'm like, yeah, look, I'll just spin, 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 spin. Yeah. <laughs> um, then uh, Stacey and I, we went, we, we went to the movies. Oh. We went to go see No Time to Die, oh. the latest Bond movie. Um, I don't, I don't like, I don't know you. You being a Bond fan, I don't want to spoil too much. Um, I really enjoyed it. Like, I found out that my boss is also a Bond fan. Mm-hmm. So when he, when he found out, he's like, "Oh, I saw the movie. Did you see it yet?" And it was like opening week. And I'm like, "You know what my work schedule is. You know I don't have the luxury to go to the movies at the moment." You know. Huh. So when I did, he's like, he's he said, well, I think you're going to like it, but I don't know how you're going to feel about the ending. And I'm like, okay, all <laughs> right, thanks for that. Like, uh, so going to see the movie, um, I, I wasn't, it was never really in the back of my mind. The ending, I'm going to say, is controversial, um, to put it to mildly. Mm-hmm. Um, but what it does do, I, I'll be honest, it pays, it gives a little love to um, on Her Majesty's Secret Service. You know, there's like a it, it's okay. There's you've seen Honor Majesty's Circus, Majesty's Secret Service enough times that you know at the, it's the one where Bond gets married. Mm-hmm. And at the end, it's married by um, what's your face? Damn, um, Teresa, uh, Teresa, right? But the actress, um, she, she uh, Diana Rigg, right? Um, and spoilers for a movie that's you know. I don't know, 30 years old, I guess, at this point. Um, they kill, <laughs> he gets married, uh, you know, he gets married to her. And 50, that end, was 50 years old, uh, 47 50, years old, yeah. Right, so. 69, so. Uh, 
Yeah, okay. 30, I mean, yeah, Dr. No 50, was 50. Um, 52 years? So, so at the end, like, they get married, and he's quit being a, a secret agent. So they're driving along the coast of Italy, and uh, something happens. And he says the lines, we have all the time in the world, which, you know, leads into her, you know, the untragedy of her getting shot up and, and killed right. thanks to Blofeld. Um, and you're like, oh, my God, that's sad, you know, whatever. But they never really mention. I mean, they, they hint at it throughout the rest of the series with Roger Moore's bond. He goes to visit his wife's grave um, on her for your eyes only. It, it, it's kind of a blurb, and I don't think it, it really deserved the treatment that it got in that movie because it was like it, it, Blofeld was kind of like a secondary third tier character at that point. Like it was, He was the opening credits and it was like. Oh, I knew you were going to visit your grave. Let me kill you. Here's a, an attack helicopter, and you take over, and you drop me down a, a tube kind right. of thing. Smokestack, um, yeah. Right, a smokestack. So now in this one, um, in No Time to Die, Bond's like driving with the woman, and they talk, and he's like, you know, she says something. It's like, don't worry, we have all the time in the world. And I was like, oh, my. Like, my jaw hit the ground, and I was like, <gasps> I, I, I audibly gasped, and it's like, I guess loud enough to Stacey kind of look over, like, what the fuck are you, like, what, what the hell? And I was like, I'll, I'll explain later, you know. And I was like, "Are they redoing Honor Majesty's Secret Service? Like, are they going to open up? Is is she Mrs. Bond? Like, are they?" I, the one thing I always had a problem with Dennis, Daniel Craig's Bond. If you look at all his movies, he's never really Bond in most of them. I mean, he's Bond, but he's never really 007. He's he's either quit his job or they kicked him out of his job. <laughs> you know, it's it's weird. Like, I think in on, her magic, on, on Casino Royale, he just gets his double O license, but by the end, he kind of quits because if he's, in the second movie, he's going off book to find the person in Quamasalas. He's going off book to find the person who financed the whole thing from Casino Royale, and you're like, okay, fine. And in Skyfall, he is can presumed dead, <laughs> so they went on about him, and he had to get like had to reapply for his job basically uh -huh. and then after the skyfall with specter that's probably the one where he's the most bond like the most super speak secret agent and in this one he's quit he's not he's not bonded he's not he's not 007 in this movie he's james bond um through most of it you know and and look i will spoil this way back when when they first talked about there's um an actress who has the mantle of 007 in this movie. Uh -huh. And they made a big deal about it, a really big deal about it, you know, a woman being Bond, and we talked about it on the show. And I said, knowing them, this is what happened. He's not Bond at some point in the movie. She's Bond. At some point in the movie, he becomes 007 again. He uh -huh. gets the moniker back. Sure as shit, that's what happens. Spoiler. Right. You know, he's not, he's not 007. Something happens, he becomes 007 and finishes the rest of the movie as 007. You know, um, as a secret agent, 007 kind of thing. You know, um, and I I really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was good. I liked it a lot. Um, I, the ending, I said, I don't know what you may have heard or seen. I don't want to really spoil it for you if you don't want to know. I do uh, want to know, but I mean, I don't know if you want to tell the, the, the rest of the world or not. You know what? Okay, here's, here's, okay. Uh, um, I'll count down the, to, I'll count down from five, and then I'll give you, then like, hit the fast forward button for like 30 seconds all right, all right. um so strap in um five four 
three, two, one. They kill off James Bond. Uh-huh. Um, they he basically dies. He yeah. sacrifices himself, obviously, for you know the better. You know, he there's nothing he can do. He's they they bump him off. Yeah. Um, like I said, controversial. Uh, different. They've never done that before. No, that's a first. Right. Um, it does kind of make things more. Um, it makes his bond a little bit more. Um, it, um, here's the way I put it. It makes all the James Bonds be a multiverse of James Bonds. Okay. Like, by doing what they did in this movie, you kind of encapsulize, like, you know, his five movies as a, let's say, an alternate timeline. Mm-hmm. Or a, a timeline. So that makes Sean Connery's Bonds his own timeline. Uh, Roger Moore's Bonds his own timeline. Right. Possibly. You know... Um, again, if that's how you, because at the end of the movie, they do the old, you know, James Bond will return. And they've already talked about like, you know, next year, they're going to be looking to see who's going to you know be the new James Bond. So it's not like, um, you're like, oh, okay. So, okay. That's different. It's interesting. I, I, I was okay with it. Like at first I thought I'd be mad. Like I, I was first, I, th- I thought I was mad, but then I'm like. Well, no. I mean, if you really pay attention to the movie, it, I mean, it's probably people have already figured it out. It paints exactly what's going to happen, you know, you, because they set up like there's the people might want to keep fast forward now. Here, they set up this thing where um, the bad guy is is sets has this is like a um, a nanite technology that's a personalized it attacks a person's DNA and it kills them. Like a designer drug, a designer um, drug, not designer drug, a designer um, poison, mm. you might say. And so he, the bad guy, who is not Dr. No, by the way, a lot of people thought he was going to be Dr. No, but he's not. Um, he basically um, infects Bond with the DNA of. Oh, another spoiler. Um, Ready, Ed? Yeah. Okay, 54321. Uh, Bond has a baby, a daughter. Oh, jeez. Right. Well, they kind of. The <laughs> I'm more upset at that than. than him well, dying. well, in, in in the beginning of the movie, they set it up with the woman who he you know he was he's with. They wind up having to break up for a reason because of, and it ties into uh, Vesper, the woman of the first, you know, the the one who broke his heart in, in Casino Royale, mm-hmm. um, or who betrayed him, or however you want to look at it. So it kind of zoops back to that, and they wind up splitting because of this incident. Right. And it's like five years later, and then when Bonds has to interact with that woman five years later, she's got a daughter who looks got who's got blonde hair, blue eyes, just like Bond. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and at first she says, you know, it's not yours, relax. And then of course it winds up being his, and you know by the end the he's in he's injected with this basically designer poison that if he gets anywhere near her or the kid his the dna lines it's just going to kill him you know so he'll be the instrument of their death kind of thing uh, okay and of course you know while this is going on it's like he, he's trying to prevent world war 3 because they got to destroy this island but that 
the bad guys on, of course, because you know all bad guys need all bad guys need an island, right? Um, and and it's like, well, he stands there, he makes sure like everyone's safe and all that stuff, and he basically um, stands there and watches it happen. And <laughs> uh, you're like, oh, I, at the time I'm like, what's annoying? Here's the part that. First of all, the guy who's who plays a bad guy ultimately, I mean, you have to see the movie. He basically is a glorified gardener, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, ultimately. Um, but it because it deals with nanite technology, earlier in the movie, Bond's given a watch that has like an EMP pulse, right? Uh-huh. And he uses the EMP pulse to get like their, I'm going to say their Jaws bad guy for the movie not really a Jaws bad guy. He's kind of lame, to be honest. <laughs> um, he uses it to blow up a device that the bad guys has, which kills him, you know. And a part of me is like, wait, if that's an EMP, because, of course, there's no way to cure anybody of this nanite technology. They make sure they say that twice in the movie, <laughs> right? <laughs> so... So that's why that's why when the ending happens, you're like, oh, okay. I guess you know they, if you're paying attention, it sets it up like, oh, okay, this is how it's going to end. But then a part of me is going, wait, if it's all, if it's like, if it's nanites, don't they have? Couldn't an EMP pulse destroy them? Like, couldn't it have? Right. And it did, but it didn't. And you're like, well, that seems like a plot hole, like a loop. <laughs> Like it just seems to be like uh like a like, I don't want to say a MacGuffin, but it's like this is the way you this is the way it ends, and you're like, but if he used that EMP next to the guy that happened, wouldn't have destroyed any of the stuff in him because that's you know when it happens or it it happens before he gets injected, but why not use it again? They didn't. I don't think they said it was a one time use. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I just. It was just, I'm like, walking out, I just felt like, oh, I mean, okay, I'm sure somebody out there smarter than me is going to go, well, you see, this is what happened, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, and, that's, and ultimately, though, it's a Bond movie, and it was good, and I liked it, and I walked out satisfied. I was like, okay, you know what? This wasn't bad. It was it was long. It was like uh, like two and a half, maybe three hours, I felt like, hmm. um, which is long for a Bond movie. Well, it felt like one of the longer Bond movies. Um but it wasn't the action scenes were really good. There was a lot of like downtime because they actually are trying to. They really seem to want to care about this movie because it was his last, mm-hmm. um, and they felt like I felt like I walked out satisfied. Uh, I was like, all right, you know what? That was good. I I didn't I wasn't disappointed or upset or I wasn't even mad. I was like, all right, I got it. Sure, why not? And then at the end they. Play the uh, Louis Armstrong all the time in the world, which harkens back to Honor Majesty's Secret Service. And I'm like, wow, someone must have really liked that movie. I can't wait to see the bonus features. Someone must have loved Honor Majesty's Secret Service. Probably like the original uh, writer. He's like, yeah, I wrote. <laughs> right. No. No. It was. It was. Uh, it was a different director than from the other two movies. But I mean, it was like I said. As if you're a fan of Bond, which I know you are, you'll probably enjoy it too. You might be annoyed at the ending, briefly. <laughs> I feel like you know, I should have, I should have been like, Ed, let's go watch the movie together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Well, my wife, my wife asked me, she's just like, are you interested? I'm like, I am, but it's just like, you know, it's like, if you don't go with a Bond fan, it's kind of like, I don't know. It's not the same. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like, like. No, I do, because Stacy is not really much of an action movie person. Right. And the last Bond she remembered, she's like, well, was it how, like, she honestly, and again, and when you have. This is now the 25th Bond movie. You can, if you're not really paying attention, you can get lost in who Bond is and what's a Bond girl and who's who's in it. She honestly thought at one point Halle Berry was in one of the Daniel Craig Bond movies. Like, no, no, that was in Pierce Brosnan's last Bond movie. Like, you know, um, die another day, weirdly enough. Um, huh. And I'm like, so, so she kind of, she's always, <laughs> it's funny. She, you can give her like, you know, mystical creatures you know she's fine with that but the moment you go like wait so you're trying to tell me all these people shoot at him and he didn't get hit once that's unbelievable to her (laughs) 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 and you know i was like i'm like well i mean you kind of have to suspend disbelief i mean she can watch the shit out of a a marvel movie because you know it's fantasy right i'm like well action movies are kind of like fantasies too like clearly if you know bond's running through a, a minefield or run through a hell of bullets and nothing hits him it's it's the superhuman activity, you know, like, sorry, like, you just kind of have to suspend disbelief. But I do think that, you know, like, being a, she's not a Bond, she said she liked it, you know, which was good, I'm glad, you know, hey. you know, she could have, she was one of those people, she's like, if we never saw in the theater, she, it, her life wouldn't have been, like, missing out. Right. You know, where, like, me, I'm like, well, it's a new Bond movie, I had, it's his last one, I kind of want to see how they're doing it, like, I and seeing it on the big screen. I mean, I would have been okay seeing it on a small screen. In fact, I did try seeing if I could find something out there in the in the illegal world to watch it, but I just couldn't just couldn't find anything. And I was like, "Well, we had off that night. Let's go. Let's go to the movies. We, you know, we haven't gone out out in a while. And we got some pizza, went to the movies. It was like a date night. That's good. You know. So I mean, like I said, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I, I'm well. Obviously, it'll get put into my you know plethora of movies. Because <laughs> uh, um, that's what you know I do. Um, right. Then, um, because it's, oh, I, that's the movie we went out to go see. Uh, but at home here, um, I did. Stacy did grab me the Target exclusive copy of Suicide Squad. Okay, Suicide Squad, because that came out this past week. Yes, yeah, I, I was um, going to mention that in the releases. I did, I did pick up just the regular Blu-ray version of it. I, well, here's the thing, Stacy sent me a photo because I was at work and she was waiting around so she decided to go to Target across the street from my from the mall I work at and it it was fancy packaging basically what it was. at first I thought it, was, it looked like a steel book I'm like oh my god get the steel book like because right. oh, she's like she didn't know which one she should grab and she's like it's not a steel book but it's special packaging I'm like I'm like is there a price difference she's like not really I was like well get that one you know like what's the it's uh, the only thing I, I the only thing I don't like is when they do like the foldy out boxes yeah and she's like this doesn't look at full it, it it's it was like packaged in like a cardboard box that has like suicide squad on it. when you open it up it has the i would say like the individual movie posters that they made right on like on like a hard stock um and then the movie just looks like the regular copy of the movie uh, and i i watched the bonus features the other the, the, that night you know i and i forgot i didn't forget but i really enjoyed that movie like a part of me was like, oh, I think after I got done watching the special features, if it wasn't so late in the night, I might have started watching the movie again. You know, 
because mm. of how how much I liked it. Uh, I'm, in fact, I think I liked it. I was even I'm always kind of disappointed when they don't do an audio commentary on the digital the digital transfer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I know why they don't, but apparently the the movie itself has an audio commentary. And I like James Gunn as a director, and I'm always interested in hearing what he has to say because he's a huge comic book fan too. Right. Clearly, Guardians of the Galaxy and the Suicide Squad. So I'm like, I might have to pop that into the old PS5 and see how it plays because I haven't done a movie yet inside of outside of digital content. You know, but <laughs> it's been so long. <laughs> it has. I'm everything. I'm digital. Like last night, the my voodoo. I couldn't get the voodoo was down. Like the whole website. Wow. Um, and I was like, oh shit. I hope I can get to my stuff. Like, <laughs> and I, I eventually it worked out. I was like, I, I could get back there. Um, then uh, Stacy and I started watching on Hulu a, a TV show called Dope Sick. It's basically about the uh, about OxyContin, the, um, the creation, not the creation of it, but the, the story behind why it became so popular. Like, the story of the drug itself. Okay. Not like this is how he made it, but the people involved in it and where it started. It's It's got Rosario Dawson, Michael Keaton. Uh, it's pretty, a lot of really good actors. And we're only two episodes in, and it's kind of, it's compelling. Um, you know, as I know it's a fictionalized drama or a, um, like true life drama I don't know if it exactly happened the way it happened you know like they go this is what happened in real life but they kind of dramatize it mm-hmm. it's it's basically that and it's it's pretty good it's really really good um, so I mean if you if you have Hulu definitely check out Dope Sick okay it's a it's a little like it's it's very much drama but it's it's pretty good it's fascinating because a lot of times you're sitting there going those fucking scumbags like I can't believe they wow they did that holy shit, that's bull. Like, you kind of get angry like mm-hmm. through most of the show because you're like, I can't believe that there's people out in the world who who would have done this purposely. Like, just to try to keep earning money. Like, it was just, and, you know, then it, 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 it kind of bounces between time, like when it first got introduced in the market to where it's at now, like when it became one of the most popular, like, overnight drug use. It became an, a, an epidemic. Mm-hmm. Um where pharmacies were getting robbed and people were getting robbed. It, you know, it's, it's, it's like I said, it's it, two episodes in and I'm like, well, okay, we're kind of, after the first episode, we were kind of hooked. Um, so it's, it's, it's really, really good. Um, and then on a, on a more silly note, Stace, we have, since we have Disney plus and it's Halloween time, um, Stacy likes to watch the Halloween town movies, <laughs> which I, didn't really i think i watched it the first one um well i we wound up watching there's like three of them yeah three of them um first one okay it's cute and all the second one i thought was crazy the third one i don't didn't even have the 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 head actress (laughs) i you know during the time i I made notes because i'm like i'll probably have more to say but it's been fucking two weeks i ain't got nothing to say about it (laughs) (laughs) i know my wife likes watching them because she she she, we have them on dvd like before you know disney plus came out because she was a big fan of them and and you know we got them all i know that and and uh yeah like I, i think the last one like I don't, I don't like she watches it, but it's not like as good as the other two, you know, like, like to her. The first one's cute, right? The second one is like, okay, well, it's Caliban's revenge, but it's not really the bad guy from the first movie, it's his son that you didn't know he had, 
you know, until the second movie shows up. Right. <laughs> right? And then the third one is like that there it's oh there's four of them actually. There's yeah. four of them. Right, because, because let's say Halloween Town, Halloween Town 2, Re- Calabar's Revenge, Return uh, to Halloween Town, yeah. and the good old Halloween Town High. Right, Halloween Town High is, that's where they um, bring kids from Halloween Town into the regular school to try to, because at the end of the second one, uh, our heroine breaks the barrier between worlds so that they can kind of freely come and go. So she's got this great foreign exchange plan that, you know, she bets her family's magic on. And things go wacky, of course. <sighs> but there's a fourth one now. There is a fourth one that was um, there. She goes to a university. Think Harry Potter except Halloween Town. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not the original actress who played the, the, the girl, but they kind of get the original actor who played the brother. Um, Debbie Reynolds is in it for maybe like a total of two minutes. She kind of has like a walk on part. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's not as predominant as she was in the other ones. Um, the mom is also in it too. The I call her April April O'Neil because that's she'll always be April O'Neil to me. Right. Um, the OG April from the first T live action TMNT movie. Right. <laughs> um, and then I'm like, all right. It was kind of, it was like, it felt like it was, <laughs> as goofy as it sounds, sounds like a typical Disney cash grab movie. Because huh. <laughs> it was like, well, what's popular right now? Halloween Town's real popular. I think it's like 2016, I think it was made. Um, and it's so, like, okay, the, well, well, Return to Halloween Town was 2006, so it's, I got the wrong one. Halloween High was 2004. Oh, maybe it was 2006. If maybe I'm off like 10 years. Yeah, there's 1998 four, was the original Halloween Town. Okay, yeah, there's four of them. So maybe it was returned to Halloween, uh, Halloween Town. Because, again, completely new girl. She's off going to college. Um, there's a whole super secret, like, oh, welcome back here. There's like a prophecy now. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, you guys seen way too many Harry Potter movies at this point. You know, because she's going to this university to be a witch. And it's like, it was ridiculous. I don't even think. Yeah, we finished it, but I think Stacy watched it under like protest because she's Halloween Town, but it doesn't even have the real actress in it. Right. And the real actress is still like sidebar. This is how my life live. This is how my life goes now because I watch TikTok. Apparently, the actress from the original show movies is actually on TikTok, and she's actually dating the guy from the the bad guy from the second movie. Huh. I'm like, well, small world. Isn't that weird? Yeah, I think they went as themselves physically for Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) That's cute. Um, What else do we do this week? Um, I got some video gaming in. Okay. Um, I I have a video game review of, I don't know. Did we talk Far Cry? I think we talked Far Cry. But I've been playing the new Guardians of the Galaxy game. We can get into that later. Okay. and uh, before, when we, while we were on earlier, before Stacy decided to go to bed, she was playing Back for Blood, which is uh, basically a new version of Left for Dead. Okay. You know, um, can't think anything else exciting happening. I would say that's that's pretty much the uh, long and the short of it. You know. Um. So yeah, I mean, uh, that's 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 all I got on my 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 
catching everybody up. It was very boring, and most of it was work. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get no Disney trip out of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, but like I said, I picked up the Suicide Squad, but outside of that, I don't... I know that the new... Um, well, you're going to go over TV and Blu-ray, so why don't you get to that? Because I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see if you're going to mention it. Okay. So, All right, so well, we got it. Well, I'm, go- I'm actually going to go back to the last week where Suicide Squad came out. Because a couple other notable movies, um, you know, I should mention came out. Like uh, Don't Breathe 2 came out on 4K and Blu-ray and DVD. So I, I know like a lot of, there's a lot of fans there that had the original Don't Breathe. And now Don't Breathe 2 is now available. That's your book, Lou. That's right. Um then, of course, it's Halloween, so there's a lot of Halloween movies. I'm not going to go into those. Uh, but there was a few here that I think are worth mentioning, only because it's me and, you know, I like to mention these weird things. Uh, Steel Dawn with um, Patrick Swayze is a getting a Blu-ray digital combo pack kind of thing. It was one of those weird movies. Okay, hold, hold on, hold on. You got to slow down because you said Steel Dawn. Yes. But Steel Dawn didn't have Patrick Swayze. It had Patrick Swayze's brother in it. Oh, never mind that. <laughs> I thought it was always Patrick Swayze in that movie. I, I've only seen on I've only seen on TV, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, it's such a weird movie. But I was like, I'm like, whatever. It's like, it's like semi-futuristic. Or yeah, is it like, it's a post-apocalyptic yeah. world. A war through the desert comes oh, upon the the settlers who are uh, being. Uh, Menced by a murderous gang after their. Uh, oh no! It is Patrick Swayze. Steel Dawn. Yeah. Okay, I thought. Anyway, yeah. All right. Hey. Right. I'm glad I didn't screw that one up. All right. Say no, man. There's a movie where his brother plays in um, almost the exact. <sighs> I have to look now. All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, then the the old classic uh, rated X triple X movie Fritz the Cat is getting a Blu-ray release. Oh boy. And of course, the sequel, the non-Heiser Fritz the Cat, is also getting a Blu-ray release. So I just wanted to kind of mention those out there. Um, of course, they're coming out with a Steelbook edition. They did come up with a Steelbook. It's already out, sorry. Of the Star Trek, the original series. So if you want it in Steelbook form, there you go. Um, the original, the Incredible Hulk, the complete series is coming out on Blu-ray. So any Incredible Hulk fans out there from the 70s TV show. Um, Farscape, the complete collection, is coming out on Blu-ray, and uh, the Twilight Zone, the complete series, come out the classic. Oh, okay. Coming out on Blu-ray. Um, so I'm not, I don't know if I should go through the video games or not, but that's that's to me one of the most notable ones of last week's movies uh, releases. But uh, let's do uh, this week coming up and this uh, this Tuesday coming up. Um, Indiana Jones is getting a 4K release uh, this Tuesday of the 11th, uh, November 2nd. Um, so, okay. you know, in 4k, so if you, if you're any 4k, uh, watchers out there, well, love Indiana Jones, there you go. Uh, the guns of Navarone is also getting a 4k release. Um, I uh, know that's a big movie. Um, and then of course these are what they call combo packs are doing now. I guess, I guess kind of sell the movies, you know, in, in a, in a pack or whatever, but some of these are pretty, a lot of these, a lot of these are pretty good, you know, kind of, uh, a, a pack. Of course there, there's the Desperado El Mar- El Marachi and Once Upon a Time Mexico Blu-ray set. These are all Blu-ray by the way. Right. Okay. Um, then we have the Cliffhanger Last Action Hanger- Hero set, uh, First Night and Night's Tale set. Uh, Air Force One and then the Line of Fire set. 
Triple uh, X and Triple X State of the Union set. Dark Crystal and Labyrinth, the 1986 version, uh, coming out. Uh, Black Hawk Down, Fury, and Zero Dark Thirty set. Uh, Elysium Looper Total Recall, the 2012 version uh, set. And finally, Ghost Rider 2007, Hancock, and Hellboy 2004 set. So uh, those are the sets that are coming out. And, of course, the Trolls Collection is coming out on Blu-ray. That's the... I'm sorry, not Trolls. Yes, I'm sorry, Trolls. I'm... I'm, The the words are too close together. There is a Trolls Collection coming out. That's the... It comes out with the... uh, It's called the Dance Dance Collection. It comes with Trolls, Trolls War Tour, and Trolls Holiday. Oh, okay. So there you go. Any Trolls fans out there? Uh, How to... Okay, well there you go. Well there, you know, I, I don't know if you saw Trolls Holiday, but now is your chance. So you can buy the set. Uh, How to Train Your Dragon um, Ultimate Collection is coming out. It's a five movie collection. Of course, the the trilogy of uh, uh, How to Train Your Dragon, How to Train Your Dragon Two, How to Train Your Dragon Three, or the Hidden World, and then there's the Gift of Night Fury and. Homecoming was the last one. So these are the five movies. I didn't even know they made five of these. I know they made three of them. I didn't know they made the other two. Yeah, but. I think like the other two are like directive video. There you go. So for now you can own all five in one set uh, if you're uh, okay. that a fan. Uh, then we have uh, Star Trek Discovery Season 1 through 3 is coming out on Blu-ray. Uh, right. MacGyver, the original MacGyver, the complete collection is coming out this week on Blu-ray. Uh, the old Fugitive series, the complete series, is coming out on DVD. Uh, Kung Fu, the first season, this is the, the new Kung Fu on the right. CW. Uh, it's coming out on, on DVD. Uh, or Pun- HBO Max. <laughs> you can watch it on HBO Max, too. There you go. Uh, Punky Brewster, the complete series, is coming out on DVD. Star okay. Trek Deep Space Nine, the complete series, is also coming on D- DVD. I think it's kind of like one of those like cheaper versions of the. If you want to get the right, it's all like, instead of having them in fancy packages, it's like one package and it's big a, a big stack of like all the all the DVDs one on top of another. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, and then that's all the movies and TVs coming out for this week. Uh, let's move on to video games. Uh, we have Unpacking, developed by Which. Beam and published by Humble Games for the Switch and PC. That's coming out Tuesday, November 2nd. World War Z, developed by Saber Interactive and published by Mad Dog and Focused Home Interactive for the Switch. And that's Tuesday, November 2nd. Then we have Bloodshore, developed and published by Wales Interactive for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series S and X, uh, Switch, PC, iOS, and Android. And that will be on Wednesday, November 3rd. Then we have Just Dance 2022, developed and published by Ubisoft for the PS5, Xbox Series XX, Xbox One, Switch, and Stadia. And that's going to be Thursday, November 4th. The Binding of Isaac Repentance, developed by Edmund McCollin and Nichols, and published by Nichols, sorry, Nicholas. Nicholas, sorry, that's that's the actual word. For the Xbox Series S and X, that's on Friday, Thursday, November 4th. Then we have Where Cards Fall, developed by The Game Band and published by Snowman for the Switch and PC for Thursday, November 1st. And finally, Call of Duty Vanguard, developed by Sledgehammer Games and published by Activision for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series SX, and PC, and Friday, November 5th. And those right. are all video games coming out this week. 
right. Um, honorable mentions. Um, the f- complete series of Smallville came out on the 19th. Oh, okay. You know, for those people who are Smallville fans, it's kind of like what I'm hoping to. But Dear Santa, that's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then um, also, like I said, I mentioned earlier, um, I'm playing Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, I'm going to play Ed, it's a really good game. All right. That's it. That's my whole review. That's, right. <laughs> no. that's it. That's all I'm going to tell you. Um, no, it's by it's it's put out by Square Enix, which I bring it up because anybody who has played the, the last game they put out was the Marvel's Avengers game, uh, which is a good game. The story is good, but after that, it doesn't have much playability, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I didn't like after I got done the story, I was like, okay, I played it. What else is there? Oh. And now I have to kind of grind everything else up to get the kind of like the cool outfits and stuff. I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do that. Um, so when they announced the Guardians of the Galaxy game, like not too long ago, they announced it. I was kind of like, oh, I hope they don't fuck it up. And boy, did they not fuck it up, Ed. I, it's a single player game. There's no multiplayer. There's no online. Um, and it is probably one of the. I mean, but. I, one of the funniest games I've played <clears throat> in a while. Uh-huh. Like, like, where I'm actually, like, you know, laughing, like, chuckling to myself, and then I can't believe, like, that's actually kind of funny. Um, you play as Peter Quill. Only Peter Quill, but you still have all the other Guardians with you. Mm-hmm. And how the fight mechanics work is, let's say I would like to, everybody, since there's, um, it's you, Groot, there's basically you and the four of the team members. Because of that, they actually be able to use the buttons in conjunction with a player. Uh, for example, rocket would be the circle button. Okay. Uh-huh. When you hit the circle button, you are calling rocket into action. But after you call him into action, he has four buttons associated with a, a move set. Um, meaning that you know you could put tr- um, if you hit the square button he throws a gravity bomb which sucks all the bad guys in together to kind of so you can hit them and shoot at them with a better you know like in, as a group mm-hmm. um or he and like so like you so for do that you would actually have to hit like circle square or circle triangle there's combos ah, to, okay to kind of like get him to do but it's not mo- it's not like extensive combat it's not like up down up down left right left right aba it's none of that it's really like oh circle square circle x circle triangle circle circle that's basically who you want want them to do it and you get to do that and but there's a cooldown for all those characters for those special moves but they're still fighting by your side the entire time so Mm -hmm. they're doing they're like an ai character and that the only time you get to take over those characters is basically when you want them to do their special move Uh, okay gotcha yeah but most of the time you are peter quill and you got your blaster so you're shooting them you're shooting them with the trigger button, um, with the, I would say, R2 button. The R1 button also triggers a elemental effect. You know, like, um, right now I have two out of four or elements is, uh, like, snow and lightning. You know, so, <clears throat> but to set which one you want, you kind of have to, like, oh, I want to use my, like, there's gelatinous cubes, um, bad guys in it. Uh-huh. And the first time you meet them, they're really tough because after you knock the jelly off of them, they kind of re they kind of rejoin each other. Uh-huh. But later, when you get the ability to have to shoot, basically you become Elsa with bullets. 
um, you get to freeze the gelatinous cubes and break them and kill them faster. Okay. All right. There are also some bad guys who are more susceptible to cold or electricity or wind or fire because your, your gun has elements to it. Um, and you're like, so you get to kind of play with that as well as your own little special moveset. So there, it does require to be like a little dexterity. Your dexterity has got to be a little higher than normal for the controllers. Uh-huh. Um, but again, once you get down, it, 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 it's, an, it's a very small learning curve, to be honest. Um, but the, the best part of the game is because you're a team, there's bantering. There is legitimate, like, these guys are constantly talking the entire time. Huh. Either compl- or complaining about something, complaining about you, making fun of you, making fun of each other. The guy who plays, the voice actor who plays Drax, steals the fucking game for me. Because he is constantly, I mean, because he's, he's doing not Dave Bautista's delivery. Like, very deadpan, very serious. Uh-huh. And just, and it's hysterical. Um, what's nice about it, too, is that there are moments in the game where you have to make a decision... Uh, and that decision dictates how that level is going to play out. I I don't think it's too heavy because uh, I'll give you an example. Very early in the game, you're going to see a monster hunter, like a monster queen. She is you, your mission when you first start opening the game is basically to try to bring a monster back to this place as like uh, like to get money because it's what you're doing. Right. And your team's relatively new. You're you're new at this. Uh, so they come up with the idea to basically um, put Groot to sell off Groot and that they were going to go back and break him out. You know, Rocket is having a problem with that because he knows Groot is not a monster. He's the sweetest, lovable character of all time. What they should do is they should put Rocket in the cage and sell him off because yeah. he's ruthless. However, he looks like a fucking cute raccoon. Right. No one, No one's going to think that that's impressive at all. So you have to kind of like, you know, because two people vote for Groot, two people vote for Rocket, you have to make the deciding vote. So at the time, I voted to put Groot in the box because I'm like, well, he looks more monstrous. And I agree. No one's going to take Rocket at face value as being a a complete monster. Right. You know, so there is a moment where you get to change your mind. And for the record, I did change my mind. I did put Rocket in the box because you, you kind of you, you find a cage, and you put him in the cage, and you present him to the the person that you're trying to present to, and she basically laughs hysterically and doesn't buy the fact because he's too adorable. And in that moment, she makes the comment of like, "I would gladly pay you fifty thousand whatever for the for Groot." And at that point, Drax is like, see, I told you, you should have listened to me, kind of thing. And there's like this bickering moment between the group. <clears throat> but that gets Rocket so pissed off that he starts shooting the place up. You know, how dare you? He's not a monster. I'm the monster. And then you wackiness ensues. Like, you, next you know, you're in a big fight, gunfight, right. shooting. And, and, and it's, of course, it's like, you know, Peter's yelling at Rocket for doing that. But Rocket's like, no worry, I got an idea. We went past a a vault on the way to this place. Let's go robber. Like, you know, uh. and so now you find yourself in a safe locked with poisonous gas coming out. And then you have to figure out a way. But the point is that you wind up being there based upon rockets actions, you know, because of the choices that you made by putting, not putting root in there. 
but I kind of feel like had I put Groot in there from the start, I still feel like Rocket would have been pissed off enough to. I feel like you'd be at the vault either way. It's just depending on how what path you chose. See what I'm saying? Right. You know, because yes. it's 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 kind of a set piece in the game. You know, uh, for that level. So I'm like, uh, but what's nice is that you can go back and replay levels. Like after you get, they're they're done in chapters. So like if you after you're done the game, you could basically replay a chapter and make different decisions. I guess you wanted to if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also collectibles. Like everyone's got like, um, I found Drax's. I found the Guardians of the Galaxy skin for Drax and Groot. Um, but there's like they all have like oh here's a fancy skin for your character that you can change them into and make them look cooler than what's given in the movie you know, what's given in the game. Um, there's it's I gotta be honest it is a blast to play. Um, it doesn't seem like I just I'm going through a chapter and I feel like the every bad guy that I'm fighting like big boss battle feels like it's an end game boss battle. Wow. Um, like the person that I'm fighting now or that I just got away from felt very like like I just realized at the moment I'm playing this game and I'm like wow this is like a it's like a set piece almost and it's huge and it's vast and you're fighting this guy and I'm like realizing I'm like I know that I still have two more elements that I have to get for my gun and this feels like I'm about to finish this game because that's how big the fight is you know and it's it's pretty good it's a lot of fun and dying is dying i mean there's there's moments where you can uh revive your players if they get knocked out there's also what's nice too is because because of the movie being as popular as it was based on the soundtrack alone they made sure to put in 80s hit music um aha's in it culture club uh billy idol they also have apparently in this i don't know if how comic book accurate it is but peter quill his Star Lord persona is based upon a band that he used to listen to as a kid in the 80s. Um, so there's some Star Lord songs on on the soundtrack, but there's um, Holding Out for Heroes on it by Bonnie, by the original singer. Right. Not the, you know, it's it. But what's interesting is that there are moments in the game where um, you can do kind of like a group huddle. He, he yells, Huddle up. He throws his. his um, his Walkman up in the air and it's huddle up team. And then they kind of talk to each other and you get a moment where you can either gas them up to kind of give everybody like, like they're like, um, I would say like a, a buff to their fighting stats. Mm. Um, if you fail, only you get those buffs. Like they kind of, they kind of go, dude, what are you talking about? We're kicking everyone's fucking ass. Like get your head, get back in the game. And then everyone else goes about their business, but you get, you pump yourself up. But what's nice is that when it all works together, uh, the 80s song that they decide to play for that moment blasts through the entire game. Um, Like, I'm it's it's weird. I'm fighting this big, massive people and with Comic Chameleon playing in the background. (laughs) You know, (laughs) it's like, oh, look here, I'm shooting the place up and Aha's playing. (laughs) <laughs> Take on me, pew, 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 pew. you know. <laughs> I mean, and, and like I said, and, and it's things like that that make me like smile and they chuck and I chuckle and I'm like, this is actually like a fun game and I'm I'm, it it really is like, uh, yeah, I'm, I don't want to say it's a sleeper hit because apparently it's gotten 
Maybe it is a sleeper hit because not a lot of people pre-ordered, but a lot of people are coming into the store buying it because they're like, I'm hearing really good things about this game. And I'm like, it is pretty damn good. And it's not like, it's not blowing. I'm not saying you're not blowing. You're not, you're not redesigning the wheel. You're taking what's already there and just putting a, a good spin on it. Hmm. And when you have the character, the characters are really fleshed out because you kind of already know who they are going in, but they don't know who they are because they're still new as a, as a team. Um, like, like, Drax keeps calling Gamora an assassin, a murderer. Uh-huh. Like, they don't. They kind of bump heads, and every once in a while, like while you're while you're exploring through the levels, because there's some exploratory stuff, you kind of have to refocus the group, or you can join in. You know, like you could bust each other's chops if you wanted to. Like, there's there's moments where you can kind of like banter, mm-hmm. and it's kind of fun. It's it's and it's it's smart too. Like, um, Peter's got like a. Um, your visor has like a, a scanner in it to kind of highlight special things in the environment. Mm-hmm. And there's a moment in the beginning of the game that Rocket kind of talks you into having a competition over uh, killing these like, space bugs. Mm-hmm. And every time you turn the scanner on to kind of look in the environment, Rocket kind of starts bitching. Are you? He's like, "Are you cheating? I know you're cheating. I." You're you're trying to find and it's 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 just it's funny like it's cute and it's like all right you guys you guys really thought about this and there's like there's no no season pass doesn't seem like there's any extra content it's like a good single playthrough game that you might have some replayability just you might be able to platinum it if you just maybe do like a second pass right you know and I'm like all right this this seems like it's like a good go to game if you have nothing to play at the moment so. There, this is my review of Guardians of the Galaxy. On a scale of one to five, I probably give it like a four point five. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's it's really good. Um, especially bogged down with like, oh, Call of Duty's coming out. You know, got to deal with all those people. Like, yeah, you know, like all right, you know what you're getting with Call of Duty. It's this first person shooter. People will complain about it. No one's going to play the story. This is all story. No, no multiplayer. So I'm like, eh. If you like single player campaigns, like like God of War. Yeah. There's like a God of War feel about it. Like you have a set level and it feels like you could go anywhere, but you still stick on a path um, and that you can kind of veer off that path a little bit. Go like, oh, look, here's some material that you can pick up because you can use that material to upgrade your stats or upgrade your weapons and abilities and things like that. And it's like, oh, okay, I, I got you. And every time you, your characters level up and when you get many levels up, you can add another perk. So I'm like, all right, I, this is actually it's, it's pretty fun. You know, oh. not too, not super hard, but also not easy either. Right. Um, that's pretty much my video game review. Um, and let's get to the news, Ed, because <laughs> give me a second, I need a drink. <laughs> okay. All right, kids. Okay, so, so there's two big stories that happened over the course of the last week. Okay. Um, one is a tragedy, and I don't really want to get into it. There was a uh, shooting accident on uh, the Alec Baldwin movie, Rust. Um, unfortunately, the director of photography loses her life. The director's injured. It's a big fucking mess. You know, tragedies all around. I, there needs to be better workplace. You know, it just... Now, fingers are in point. But I just wanted to... That is kind of... And I... There was no... It's because there's a lot going on. I didn't like 
feel like acknowledging it like would be a disservice to the people involved. Like it's a tragedy; it should never happen. Especially as a person who's a Brandon Lee fan, knowing he got you know fatally shot on a movie set, it kind of stings just as much when there's something like that happens. Right. Like, somebody lost their life, and it's it's all for play. It's all for make believe and live ammunition like come on guys what the hell like who what makes you think that that should even be allowed but whatever again I'm not gonna get any kind of soapbox about that but the other story that again I wanted to pull articles but so much is happening that I can't even like pull articles is fucking uh, Batwoman shenanigans <laughs> have you seen or heard anything Ruby Rose has come out and said this is one of the reasons why I left was because of these the horrible I guess the non disclosure form is now finally worn off. Right. So she's being very chatty about why she left the show about you know uh, Dungaree Dungaree Scott being like a, a tyrant on set and 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 like like uh, working like seventeen hour days and yelling on the set and and and. Then Warner Brothers, or at least the people of Batwoman, fight back and go like, "No, you're the one." Here's all the people saying that you were this and you were that, and you did this. Like you were late on the most of the days. That's the reason why we had those 17 hour days is because you were fucking around on before the night before. You came late to set, and and even some of the co-hosts. One of the the guy who plays uh, Luke Fox was basically like, "She was horrible." You know how hard. You know how. You know what you have to do to get fired from the show that you're lead from? Like, like you're the lead actor and you get fired from that show is ridiculous. Like I mean, especially people- you're, the, you're the face now of the show, you know, basically now, like, like because you're the lead character, you're, you're, you're basically it. Like you're, you're now representing a character that's now going to be in the mythos forever. Now, like, kind of thing, like, now, like, anytime, like, a movie comes up or thing, like, it's like, is she going to get a cameo if she's not the lead star in this movie? You know, like, kind of thing, like, like, forever now, she'll be cemented with Batwoman, you know, Ruby Rose. So you, you go and she's, she's now, like, the main person. Like, the other characters, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, like, who, who played her sister, who played her father, who played Lucius Fox, doesn't matter. Like, she is the, He's she's the one character, one person like out of the the cast of characters that you will always go, you know, like oh Ruby Rose is Batwoman, you know, like kind of thing, you know, and 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 now to to get fired or or to be you know or to leave or whatever it is to go is is a huge thing, you know, like thing, and I and I know I I I only I'm only gotten bits and blurbs of it, so I don't know the full story of what's going on. But it just it it just it just goes. Oh, finally, we're gonna hear what happens. Right, and then um, here you go. Um, this was October twentieth, so this goes back a little ways. But this is Warner Brother released a statement on Ruby Rose's Batwoman comments. Uh, so this is kind of like the first follow up. Um, let's see if I can get to Rose alleged that longtime Warner Brothers television chief Peter Roth, who announced his retirement at the end of twenty twenty, hired a private investigator to get the dirt on her, and then fired the investigator. Quote, as soon as the report didn't fit your narrative. Uh, last week, Roth was a subject of the glowing write-up uh, in the industry trade variety, variety magazine after he capped his retirement with a star of, on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. The, ser- the series' former star claimed in a series of social media posts 
that she was effectively forced out of the show after raising concern about safety on set following an injury she sustained during filming. Uh, in statements made to social media earlier that, that morning, Rose said she experienced unsafe and hostile work conditions, naming Batwoman's producers, Warner Brothers executives, and co-stars Dungaree Scott and Ka- Cameras Johnson in her story. Uh, speculation that surrounded Rose's exit which came to the end of the show's first season with Rose's injury usually at the center of the speculation. Uh, then, it, you know, again, that's when she um, she alleged that these people did this. And then they fire back, despite the revisionist history that Ruby Rose is now sharing online aimed at the producers, cast, crew, and network at the studio, the truth is, truth is that Warner Brothers Television has decided not to exercise its option to engage Ruby for this for season two of Batwoman based on multiple complaints about work, workplace behavior that were extensively reviewed and handled privately out of respect for all concerned, uh, Warner Brothers Television said in a statement released that afternoon. Um, after Rose's departure, the part of Kate Keane was eventually recast with Krypton star Wallace Day playing the role in a handful of episodes in order to give the character stories closure. Uh, Most of the speculation around Rose's exit assumed that following her injury, the movie star had trouble keeping up with the grueling schedule of being a TV lead, where long days are considered normal, and being number one on the call sheet often means appearing in most almost every scene and on call for the entire shoot. <laughs> uh, that's and that's the only that was the first article that I grabbed. Um, then after that, it just became like this this she starts pulling out receipts like, oh, well, what about this thing? And what about this thing? And <laughs> he was this. It's just, it's, this is the juice. Like, back when it was all happening, you just kind of shake your head and go, why is she leaving? Like, you're the lead of this. We were confused to start off the whole thing. And now it's all coming out. Like, it's like, I think the most insult, the most, I found the most, the funniest thing about this whole thing is Mr. Cyborg himself basically is obviously on her side because he's been, Ray Fisher's been non-existent since the, the Snyder Cut came out. Notice you haven't heard anything about him lately. Right. You know, because he's not, there's, he's got nothing to complain about. But now because of his Batwoman thing, he actually is like, you know, you tell him, you go girl, like kind of like on her side. Uh, you know, but it's like, dude, like, what have you been doing lately? Like, because where's all like she's at least going here's here's a conversation I had with somebody, you know, and but Ray Fisher's like, well, I heard something from somebody else, and that's the reason why I'm complaining, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, we've talked about him. I don't want to give him any more time than needed, um, but I was just I felt this whole this Batwoman thing was just ridiculous. I'm just like I can't. They're like children. <laughs> It's like you took my ball. I'm taking my ball and going home because you guys were mean to me. Like I hurt myself, and I, you know, I'm. You're, you're number one on the call list. I'm sorry that you had to get back to work so fast, but we're on a time frame. We're on a schedule. We can't just shut down production for three to five weeks or ten weeks or however long it needs. You know, I mean, they probably could do something and they're like, okay, well, we need to, maybe we could film around it and film the scenes that aren't involving you. But when you're on this, t- you're the face of the TV show, and out of a 42 episode, 42 minute episode, your face is in 35 of them. Right. What can what can we do? Right. Like how 
you got to get back to work. Like we could do stunt double work for the fight scenes, but you are going to have to run across that room because right. you're not wearing your mask. Right. <laughs> like, you know? And that's the thing. Like, like I, cause that's the thing. Like I remember when we were talking about it, she got hurt on another film and I don't think she was supposed to be doing that film. And that was the, the whole thing. Like, you know, so you, you go, you, you took a risk and now you're, you're, and I think she was using the insurance from the CW oh. show. To, I don't know. I know that she got hurt on the on the. I know she claimed that she got hurt on the Batwoman show. You know, doing a stunt hurt her neck. Well, I don't she, know. She was doing the movie The Doorman, and apparently, uh, like they somebody said that she got hurt on that, and there was no insurance uh, on it because it was a low budget film because right, it was direct to video. Right, loops back to the same issue with Rust. You know, poor work conditions. Right. And, and, and they, she, you know, like she doesn't have like really like regular insurance or whatever. Cause it's, it's being an actor. You don't, you know, it's, it's basically the insurance is covered by the film that you're, you're working on right. or whatever. So she didn't have it. So I think that, that what they were speculating, a lot of people were speculating was that she got hurt on Batwoman, but it was like, I think it just aggravated the injury that she had from the doorman. Gotcha. Right. Okay. And so like, like. Technically, they like CW should not be responsible for paying for the aggravate, you know, the the injury that was caused because it was, you know, was initially caused on the on that show. It might have right. it might have uh, made it worse, you know, type of thing. But it didn't, you know, if she wasn't injured, she probably would have been fine. You know, that's the 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 idea of it. Right. So it becomes becomes that that's the way we understood it, like you know, type of thing. And then I don't, th- of course, though. That was before they, you know, that was after she left, you know, like, like it was all speculation of like what happened and here, you know, here's what they found out. Da, da, da. It was a back and forth thing and nobody was talking because it was all moms, the word. But like you said, now it's just going, you're going, oh, okay, she's, she's saying stuff. And now the CW is going, whoa, wait a minute, you know, like, like right now it's like, oh, well, this is the real reason why I was, I left and, and I was. She didn't say she was fired, but then they're like, "No, we've we, you got fired." <laughs> well, it's the same. Like, like I, I it, and it comes down to like Hollywood. Like, if if like if you become a bitch, like nobody wants to work with you, and your right. repu- that reputation goes goes quickly viral quickly. I was going to say the best way I could say it is like they they you know oh she's difficult to work with like automatically that's that's how they'll see it and. I don't think, you know, obviously being the actress, she doesn't want to be portrayed that way because she doesn't want to, um, uh, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, you know, lose jobs basically because, because she's going through this. Um, but then, like I said, this, I mean, like, I think the CW, if you, if it's like, if you kept it quiet, you know, we, we won't say nothing, but it's just like, nobody's going to be, um, um, you know, like, you know, you start spouting stuff off and you're like, whoa, you know, like this is not, you know, you know, you're not going to get away with the fact that, uh, uh, you're going to, uh, um, say stuff about us, you know, like almost bad talking us. And then we're just going to let it go. You know, like we're going to, we, we need to say something. We need to step up and, you know, cause we like, like now, like, like, like it's like, it's terrible work for, for the DC and CW, you know, and all of a sudden now like, you know, actors won't, don't want to work for them because they don't want to have that, you know, uh, a problem. So, right. Yeah. I, I'm just, I, I just, it's one of those like, whoo, 
I don't. I don't. How do I put it? I want to feel like bad, but I also don't want to feel bad. Like I, you, if you're gonna, like it's one of those like he said, she said type deals, or he said, he said, or she said, she said. Doesn't matter. Basically, there's two two camps. One saying I left because of this reason, another one saying I quit. No, you can't quit because you were fired, and this is the reason why. And then she's like, well, this is why I got fired. Here, look at this. She's like one of, like I think one of the things that she posted was the. Um, there was she wanted a no yelling on set type thing uh, on like she was hoping to get like a no yelling on set clause. Now, and according to the email that she posted was the reason why that came about was because there was some yelling. There was some yelling and screaming, not with her, but on set that was making the staff uncomfortable. So she, she was trying to do it in to be the hero to be like, hey, can we have like a no yelling on the policies on the set? Because there's people like she was trying to do it for a good reason, but that doesn't seem to come across that way. You know, it came across as like well, she did. She hear she hear what she wants. She doesn't want people yelling on the set. Oh my god, prima donna. You know, when she's going, I I asked for that because I the staff was were upset about people who were yelling. I like, but you don't want to believe her. Like I just think, do you believe her? Don't believe her when she shows like or basically what the kids call receipts. And shows you the email. You go, okay, well, sure, okay. Like, and they, she tried, she tried throwing Dungaree Scott under the bus. It's just, it's just messy. Yeah. And and it, it, it is, it is something that's going to kind of like, like mar her. Like, okay, to bring it back to Ray Fisher, what's he doing? Like, I don't, I don't. Is he filming anything? I mean, I know he was more on Broadway, so he might have gone back to Broadway to do stuff. But, I mean. Would anybody take a chance with him now, because of the things that he's said in the past? Whether it be true or false, it doesn't matter. You know, there. Are, I get it that you want to be a whistleblower and you want to stand up for right and justice, but you gotta. That is a like good for him if you don't want to have a career, because I feel like Hollywood's one of those things where, like, unfortunately, it's more bad stuff has occurred like oh look the, the casting couch situation obviously that's something you want to speak up about mm-hmm. you know um, if you're treated unfairly on set because of racial tensions or something like that obviously you don't want to those are bad workplace things you should speak up with that but unfortunately it does come with the stigma of like you might be like if you want that star on the walk of fame you might have to learn how to play your cards a little better you know and I feel like like she is in that boat when she's complaining and, and for whatever reason people are going to be taking notice of that and going do we really want her on our film do we really want her you know like what do, do we really need her because if we don't let's just go somewhere else can we get like a Ruby Rose type of person you know because once you have a style you could probably pick a million of you off the street <laughs> you know well <laughs> I was just saying, like, like most most Hollywood most Hollywood you know uh, production teams can convert anybody into anybody. You know, if if you if you have the certain look, then they can they can if you if you have ten percent of it, they can put the ninety percent in. You know, like right. hair, makeup, you know, uh, CG, CG, Lucretia Lexins, <laughs> you know, whatever they they you know they can do it. I mean, if if you have something enough of it to put into it. Then the rest of it they can pay for, you know, kind right. of thing. Uh, going back to the Ray Fisher, he is actually doing a TV show. It's called Women of the Movement. 
It's a TV series that's uh, going on now. It's and he's playing a character called Gene Mobley. Uh, okay. So so he's he's so he's, he's technically acting. He still he still has a job. How many episodes he in? Uh, well, they're showing. Uh, there's one, two, three, four, six. Is he in all six? Yeah, that's what he's credited at six, all six. All right, all right. One, two, three. Okay. Oh, you know, he's only credited for five. Oh. Oh no, no, no. Okay. I'm sorry. He is credited for six. six. Okay. Six. There you go. He is credited for all six. Right. So yeah, so right. he's uh, yeah, and it's was... right. who's watching that show? <laughs> Just ask it. I I don't even ask, I I don't even know it existed. It's right. Uh, right. You had to Google it. Like I, I I am I am DB'd it, you know, just to see and uh yeah, I'm trying to see where where, where you can watch it and uh it's not really saying so I'm not gonna go too deep into this. But yeah right. I, it's, it's not like right. I'm really gonna hunt it's this on, down and on, watch it, you know. It's on Tubi. Is it? <laughs> no. Oh. I was making some obscure free website like like okay like I'm a fan of leverage leverage is on IMDB TV like all right you know what you kind of have to search out for it but it's there like maybe it's on one of those sites <laughs> <laughs> like maybe it's an Amazon Prime show it sounds like it's it, I'll be honest just the title alone sounds like it's very um ABC really yes Disney So he went from one monster to another. Yeah. So there All you right. go. Good for him. So there you go. Yes. So. There you go. Uh, all right. Well, the Emmy belongs to who? <laughs> you know, you make that TV money. That's some good money there. It's not movie money, but it could be there. Yeah. Just, just saying. I guess it's, you know, it's that step up between, you know, theater money. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, also too, Ed, while you were while we were while you were traipsing in around the galaxy, uh, Shatner went into space. Yes. <laughs> he uh, boldly went where no old person has gone before. <laughs> space. <laughs> um, I think he made a he recall he hit like a world's record uh, for being uh, the oldest person uh, sets a record in space. Yep. Yeah. The 90-year-old Star Trek actor set a record as the oldest person to fly in space with a 10-minute ride aboard Jeff Bezos' rocket. All right. So, so Shatner boldly went there and came back. Um, did you see the video of him up there in space? Or I'm mean, not even space, the stratosphere, because he kind of just went up. They were like, "Woo, look at us!" and then come back down. I like a, <laughs> I always saw the aftermath of it. Like he was like they were like interviewing him and he was kind of like crying because he was like you know it, it kind of took his breath away you know the whole thing you know just to see right. it and all and you know I think I see like bits and pieces of the videos here and there what was going on because nobody's because at first they were like they were like oh uh, they didn't even show when he was in the cabin out in space and I and you know and I said probably they're going to make a documentary of it you know like, you know because it's like oh, yeah, maybe it's, it's if yeah, it's a world record. The oldest man to go up in the spaceship. Yeah, sure. Yeah. They'll probably make it's that. Gonna be, it's going to be like some two-hour documentary Shatner's going right. to pull it only together. Available, only available on Amazon Prime, though. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so I was like, you know, but I think there was there was been pictures and, and little videos and stuff of, of it going on. So it's not like it's going to be – it's a secret now at this point because you can look for it online. Right. Uh, you know, 
great, you know, uh, you know, and I, I, I don't know if I should say this or not because it sounds going to sound terrible. What well, is? It is terrible. So. <laughs> should I continue? Yes, I should. Are you sure? Go ahead. Yes, I was. Th- I thought Chatner was going to die. Oh, dude, ninety years old in a rocket. I mean, I, I, I've been to, I've been to Mission Space at Avcai. <laughs> I'm going to compare. Shatner's experience in a real rocket ship to a ride in Disney World. Hold Ex- on for a second. Exactly. <laughs> but here's no. Here's the. Here, Ed becomes the expert. <laughs> I'm I'm no expert at all. But I know that the when mission when I first rode Mission Space, there was there was only one way to ride it. You know, you got on it kind of thing. Right. We went on our honeymoon. This is now you're going back to 2005. You know, kind of thing. Uh-huh. 16 years ago. And it was like one of the like they think they just built it or it was it was you know what it hasn't been around long type of thing, and we got on it and I thought it was great. You could feel the G force. You could feel that your cheeks being pulled back, you know, on your face, right. like, like kind of thing. My wife got sick on it. She, she you know she 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 couldn't ride rides for a while because she got sick. Okay. Somebody died on the ride. An old man right. died on the ride for heart conditioning type of thing. Right. So after that, they re they redid it to two like a red and a and a green, and the green was like less G's, and the red was kind of like what we what I rode, but uh-huh. like my my brother in law rode because nah, it's not wasn't the same, you know, kind of thing. I mean, it, like I rode it again, and I was like, yeah, it wasn't as wasn't as impactful as it was before, like like I, you you know, type of thing. And like, like I said, like I could feel the pressure type of thing. And I know, I mean, like it's a simulation and it's not like it's a Disney ride versus the real thing. But I mean, like, like if people were getting sick on the ride, because like a lot of people did get sick on the ride and somebody died from it. There was an old man. You're figuring Shatner had to have died, you know, (laughs) or or was going to die. Well, it was funny. We, the the last show we did, we talked about him that they canceled it, postponed it. And and I was like, well, they better because you don't want to be the guy who kills captain kirk like god forbid if something were to have happened on one night ride it wouldn't you'd never hear the end of it amazon prime amazon would have been might have been shut those trekkies have a vengeance right like and that's the thing like like nobody nobody understood that because i was like i'm like picture it nobody would talk about COVID ever again because all be about shatner and they're right. like, it's like some guy from Star Trek. I'm like, no, no, no. It's 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 Trek culture. There's a lot of Trek culture right. out there. They all of a sudden you will you will meet people that you never thought were a Trek per Trekkie at all. All of a sudden, like they're talking about it. You know, they right. type I of thing. Canceled my Amazon Prime account because this guy murdered Captain Kirk. Kirk. You know, like like like. There's there there was I'm, I'm, I said there, there would have been there would have been like news. It would like. It, you know, it, it would pale in comparison a lot of like major events that happened in our world because Shatner died in a rocket right. in space. You know, like like how you know type of thing. Because he, he would have he would have become where were you when this happened? Exactly. <laughs> it would have been forever. In, I mean, a true Shatner and true Shatner form would have loved it, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> he would have been immortalized as where were you the day that Shatner died in space? space. Right. Good. <laughs> I mean, it, it, there would have been there would have been shows about it and documentaries oh, yeah. and a film and all this kind of stuff, you know, because it would that's that's that would have been the bomb, you know, <laughs> and you know, 
and it's just you know, and I, I'm glad he survived. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> right. I mean, just, he came down. Everything was fine. I what I felt was, I saw the clips and he was like amazed. And then why wouldn't you be? Like, here's a man who, as an actor, played somebody who was in space for a majority of his career, you know, and to actually be up there and him be like, oh my god, like he could, you know, to feel the weightlessness and. I felt more bad about the fact that when he finally lands, they ask him, and he has got this... You can see that he's visibly moved. Like, this is a man who now have, may have had a change in perspective in life at this age and in the time. When you're up there, you realize how insignificant some things might be. Right. You know? And he comes down, and he's got all these emotions and things he wants to say, and then Jeff Bezos is all dicking around with a bottle of champagne, like, splashing on all the rich white folk. You know, like patting themselves on the back for doing this when you got a guy who's visibly moved. He's like, you know, oh, hold on, I want to hear this. Kind of like as he's guzzling from a champagne bottle. It's like, dude, this really isn't about the moment for you, is it? This is just, it's, you can clearly see that it's just about a, a rich white dude wanting to put people into space. Like, you're not really wanting to change the world. You're not really, you, you there's the guy who's, who, if it wasn't for him, there's be people out there who have basically made a living based upon something they saw on a TV show that he was in. You know how many engineer people became engineers and 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 scientists because of that show. Right. And to give him that window of opportunity to be like, you know, we did this and to put him in the space, like it's kind of like it, it's a thing. It should be like acknowledged and admired. And he's trying to find the right words and you're sitting there with dicking around going woo rock and roll selfie you know like <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I felt like I was like oh man you just really stole that moment away from the poor guy like it's great yeah you you, you gave him the venue the rocket the, the, the ability to do this that's awesome let him have his moment dude <laughs> like come on <laughs> It was very surreal. I'm just like, poor Shander. Can't even get a fucking break. And, of course, I think, um, we call it, um, uh, Sulu. God damn, I'm really bad with his name. George Takei. George Takei had to go make some sort of, like, snide comment because, you know, he hates him. Right. <laughs> it's like, uh, poor, poor Shander. <laughs> I look like, good for him. I'm glad he got to do something. I mean, I, look, don't get me wrong. If, if, Ninety years old, I rage, and they want to strap my ass to a rocket to go to the moon for whatever reason. I'm taking that ride. Huh. You know, I, I, I'm I'm sorry. I feel like it's something that I have to I have to do. You know, <laughs> and huh. if I land and I'm like, yeah, it was it was it made me feel very insignificant. I'm going to change my the way I see things, and it's profound and woo, way to go, old man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, was it a really? Can you put me back on that rocket? Just, just keep me up there because <laughs> I hate humans. <laughs> so I mean, congratulations to him. Um, you know, good. why not? Um, look, I know you don't care, but I'm bringing it anyway. Uh, Mark Harmon, the lead actor from NCIS, is no longer uh, on the uh, show anymore. He uh, he retired. Get out. That's it. Nope. That's it. That's it. So like I say, I'm not even going to read the article. Um, all right. Here's an article I'm going to read, though, because I think it's kind of... Wait, wait. <laughs> wait a minute. I already got rid of the article. I got rid of it. All right. Let's move on. No. <laughs> that's, that's, that's how this works. 
<laughs> um, wow. I mean, like, because he was on that show for so long. 18 years. Um, and, 18, 18 years. And then his final season, they finally. My dad's a huge fan. So every time I had to, every time he was on it, he had to remind me of the fact that his wife, who's Pam Dauber, is now on the show. And she's starring. Like, they're, like, working together. But the only reason why she agreed to appear on the show is be, as long as there wasn't any kind of romantic reason for her to be on the show. Okay. Like she wanted to be there as an actress to do the show and that, that there wasn't going to be a romance between Gibbs and her character. Right. I, I mean, whatever. It's your Pam Dauber. You're his wife. Like, sure. It's, you know, after 18 years, you finally get her on the show. Like, and she's like, all right, fine. I'll be on the show. But you know what? I got one condition. We can't be lovers. <laughs> Like, but, I got that at home. Why do I need to act on TV? Right. And I, th- I think it's just that uncomfortable, you know, like, you know, you know, the, the actor that you're, you're, you're with, you know, kind of sure. thing. And, you know, it's like, how far can they go on this show? It's like, we got to get a ratings booster. <laughs> yes. Right. Right. Like, I mean, I get it. You know, like, she also hasn't been acting in, in ages. I mean, yeah. she, you know, I, I'm, I'm not saying she, she had a really good career herself. I mean, well, she was Mindy and Mork and Mindy, and then she had that that um, the next show. I don't remember the name of the show, but it had the actress who um, got killed by her stalker, and that put the end of that show. Like she, I don't think she's ever really come back in in any kind of. It really affected her, so I don't. I think she kind of semi retired at that point, right? You know, um, but I always remember my, some of my favorite stuff about Mark Harmon was the fact that uh, obviously first character to die of AIDS on TV insane elsewhere uh-huh. uh, he also played an astronaut in Moonlighting um, that you know he played basically Bruce Willis's foil in the show um, then I also remember too that he actually saved somebody in a car accident outside of his house once like there was a car in a car accident car was on fire he actually ran in and grabbed that person and pulled the fire, car person out before the car went boom wow i <laughs> uh, just there's, there's and and those are the things obviously i know so I'm, a, I'm a fan of csi i like the show um i haven't seen it in a while like i haven't caught up with it as much as i would like to um but was, those are the things that i always remembered about mark Harmon. you know those were my like and i like i said he was really good in the show um so i they wrote him off. I don't, they they didn't kill him off, which I, apparently was a good thing. Like again, we might need him for sweeps week. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, is, it's it's amazing. Is is that like I think like every actor on that show is gone. I don't I don't know if there's any of the original. Um, the only person I think is still from the original cast might be McGee. Um, okay. The, the science, the, the the computer nerd, but he was never he wasn't in the first episode. He came, I think, like later in the first season, uh-huh. I think. Um, but yeah, I guess at, with him leaving, that makes him the last of the OG people. Because yeah, because even before then, yeah, I think you're right. I think uh, Sean McMurray, I think his name is, or Sean Murray, um, is the actor who plays McGee. Right. I think he's the only one. He's the only one left. I mean, they have Fez on. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who plays Fez. I mean, obviously he doesn't talk like that. But I mean, he's yeah, yeah. the episodes that I've seen. The show still holds up, even with the change of characters. There, I guess you know you have a good writing team. It shows. Right. Like pretty much do almost anything. 
Good, because I know I know there's like a long like 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 there's a lot of characters in that show, and I like, like I remember watching it because like my mom was a fan of the show. I end up like sitting there watching her with her once in a while, and all, right, you know, kind of thing. And it's it's you do you get you get you can get invested in that show very easily. You know, what I mean, like it's it's just not a shit that you go, oh, it's an old person show. I'm not gonna get you. You do get sucked into it because it it does, you know. Uh, um, What's even more fascinating? It's actually a spinoff show. Is it? It was it was a spinoff show of the TV show Jag. Remember the TV show Jag? Yeah, a bunch of Navy lawyers. It NCIS was uh, it was they were introduced on that show and then spun off into its own thing and then that NCIS spun off into NCIS Los Angeles, NCIS New Orleans, and then they're doing NCIS Hawaii because why not? Right. You know. Um, but yeah, I mean, at least NCIS Los Angeles is still on there. Orleans um, closed up shop, I think, a couple years back, um, which is a shame because it had Scott Bakula, and I always kind of. I always have a soft spot for Scott Bakula, the actor. Actually, no, that that guy just got canceled. That, that right, year. yeah, I right. Think this I, year, no, no, I mean, it got canceled, and I was like, well, I kind of liked him. You know, I always like him as an actor. I always feel bad whenever he's on a show that gets canceled. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, can't the guy catch a break? You know, <laughs> actually, now would be the perfect time to do a Quantum Leap revival. Right. Let him get the fuck home. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so let's go back to nostalgia. You've seen uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, right? Yes. Okay, the actor who plays Cameron, Alan Ruck. Yeah. You know, he'll keep calling. He keep calling. I, I know. I know. You know, he keep calling. He'll keep calling. Call me, sir. God damn it, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, as a recent guest on the um, What the Fuck Show with Mark Marin podcast, uh, the Succession Star, because that's what he's on now. Discussed his career's highs and rock bottom lows. Um, he has a love hate relationship with Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which for many years was far more of the latter emotion, um, the more hate. As a guest on that show, he talked about his tumultuous career before nabbing the series of solid projects, including including Speed and Spin City. Um, before he landed the role of Connor Roy in the award winning HBO series hit. Ruck was best known as playing the lovable goof Cameron Fry in the 1986 classic Ferris Brothers Day Off. Uh, as much as he loved the role of making the John Hughes film with his real-life pal and star Matthew Broderick, he told Marin that he didn't take much time. It didn't take much time for him to load the Cameron character. Uh, he says in a quote, "In those years when I couldn't seem to scare up any work, I was like, oh well, I guess Ferris was my shot." Uh, he he said of his struggles in the late eighties and nineties, uh, that movie came out in 86. I stumbled around New York in 1988. I did a pilot in Thailand about a photojournalist in Vietnam. Uh, and I really wanted it to go in the, in a network way. It was like succession. Uh, things weren't going great. So the Bueller thing got to be a pain in my ass when people would bring it up during that period. I would go, I'm done. <laughs> uh, he then moved to Los Angeles in 89 to try his luck in a different coast but met many of the same hurdles he recalled saying he finally had to work at Sears for a few months to make his car payment um, after a few more turbulent years in the business and working as a bartender the clouds finally parted and Ruck began to see landing roles in solid projects including the Keanu Reeves blockbuster Speed and then the role of Stuart Bondick in ABC's sitcom Spin City 
which ran for six seasons. Uh, the actor noted that landing the role in Star Trek Generations was also great and far more lucrative than he imagined, uh, telling um, Marin that he was unaware of the advantages of fan conventions. <laughs> huh. he, he's a quote, he's like, you're a whore. You sell pictures of yourself for money. It's great. Did it for a while. Might do it again. (laughs) 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 You know, it's like, all right, yeah, because he, I mean, obviously I'm, 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 I'm a fan of Ferris Bueller, so I know the character. And every time I see him, he'll always, he'll always be Cameron to me. And I hate that, like, just how Shanner will always be Kirk. I mean, or TJ Hooker. I mean, he's got some roles. But every time I see him in a movie or a TV show, I'm like, hey, it's Cameron. <laughs> when Pharaoh was in Egypt's land, let my Cameron go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, God, I love that movie. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. I, I mean, I guess it's it's one of those things where you get, I guess like any to any actor, you get that one role and that's what you're known for. Some people can take offense to it. Not offense, but you get, you kind of, the love hate relationship happens. You know? Well, I see. Um, uh, I mean, I I know like from from like like seeing like a lot of fan conventions, going to uh, different things, like like that. Like, see, pe- people see you as that one person, no matter what like work you do, it doesn't matter. Like, they always see you as that same character, and same same as the casting directors. I mean, they they. That's how they see you. So they can't see you beyond doing something else. So they always don't cast you because of that, you know, stigma. So it's always difficult right. for them to, you know, to, to get roles. So that's why a lot of times they just kind of, you know, they they love it or hate it, you know, type of thing. Because some some people embrace it because you know they 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 they, they some people go like oh like. Um, uh, you know, like I, I love it because you know now people recognize me, and you know they they know me as this character. Then that's great. But then like some people go, I want to keep working, and you know, like I'm not making as much money on this, so they kind of, um, you know, uh, want to do something else, and they can't because they're always remembered as that one character. Right. So, you get typecast. Yes. You know. Um. Yeah. Well, I'm glad it all worked out for them. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I got one last article because uh, you know it's getting kind of late and I'm getting kind of sleepy. <laughs> okay. Oh, we all go. We both have jobs in the morning. Yes, I'm sure you, you had a long day. Oh yeah. Um. All right. So this is the last one, and and this is the one you sent me. So I figured I'm like, you know, let's get, let's end up on this note. Especially, I've always wondered if they were ever going to make this. Um. Ready, Ed? Yeah. History of the world, part two. Uh, <laughs> Oh my God, I forgot about this. A variety series ordered at Hulu, Mel Brooks to write and executive produce. Now, this is an exclusive from Variety, so you know that there's some real weight behind it. Uh Um, History of the World Part 1 is finally getting a Part 2 with Hulu ordering a variety series uh, following up to the classic Mel Brooks comedy film uh, Variety has learned exclusively. Um, History of the World Part 2 is described as a sequel to the 1981 film. Uh, the film was made up of segments set during different periods of world history. Among those was the Stone Age, ancient Rome, the French Revolution. Uh, like most of Brooks's work, it also featured musical numbers, including one about a Spanish Inquisition and, of course, Jews in space. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Brooks is a writer and executive producer on the series, along with Nick Kroll, Wanda Sykes, Ike Bernholtz, David Stassen, and Kevin Stoller. Uh, the first two names after Brooks, I know. <laughs> the other three, no idea. Uh, there's no word yet on which events this series will cover. Hulu has ordered eight episodes of the show. Uh, the writer's room is beginning in October with production slated to begin in spring of 2022. Searchlight Television and 20th Television will produce. That means Disney. <laughs> That's right. I mean, I guess with, if it's going straight to Hulu. Um, so Mel Brooks has stated as, I can't wait to once more tell the real truth about all the phony baloney stories the world has conned in the world believing her history. <laughs> um, obviously, Brooks, a comedy legend and an EGOT winner, by the way. That is an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. That's very few people have that moniker. Right. Uh, he wrote and directed History of Part 1, in addition to appearing on screen in in five different roles. Uh, those include King Louis the the. 16th and then his piss boy doppelganger uh-huh. <laughs> my god you look like the piss boy and you look like a bucket of shit <laughs> <laughs> as well as the stand up philosopher comicus uh, the film also featured the likes of Gregory Hines, Dom DeLuise Madeline Kahn, Harvey Corman, Clarice Leach and many more um, and of course they go like you know um, what else he's done is if you need to if, if you're a fan of the show you know who Mel Brooks is I don't need to go more um Kroll, though, is previously created and starred in the comedy sketch series The Kroll Show, but he's currently um, in Big Mouth, which he co-created. That's how I know him. I've I've seen his face a bunch of times. Uh, Wanda Sykes, stand-up comedian, uh, also writer and actress as well. Um, So, right there, let's see, Byrne Holtz previously wrote for and starred in the Mindy, Mindy Project. And has starred in shows like Mad TV and The League, along with Kroll, uh, and the Ble- and Bless the Hearts. Uh, let's see, Staslin also wrote for the Mindy, Mindy, Mindy Project, so all right. It lasted for oh, quite some time. All right, so uh, there you have it, Ed. Uh, there's going to be a History of the World Part 2. Yeah, I can't um, wait. I, I'm excited for this. Because, uh, like, you know, you, we've, every once in a while we actually mentioned, you know, Mel Brooks in terms of like something I know they were there. He, there was a talk for a while that he was going to make a sequel to uh, uh, Spaceballs, you know. Right now with all the, the sequel to Star Wars, why is he coming back to like, you know, hey, dude. Come back. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, no, they said that they, the, 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 there was a lot going on, and Mel Brooks said he was writing a, a sequel to it, and, you know, he was definitely going to do it, and, you know, it was like, oh, we're, you know, and I it, it just, I, I, something, I guess, stopped it because we never, it never went any further and all. And, of course, a lot of, there's not many, I think the, uh, Bill Pullman and, and him and, and, uh, um, yeah, not many are left of the cast, Princess, to be honest. Princess, Princess Vespa, the only, three of remaining i mean you know dot dratrix is gone and uh bartholomew's gone right uh, rick moranis said you don't know if he's going to come back you know to uh to do this um you know because he's he's been retired for so long i mean he's been kind of coming back here and there for some small roles some small bit stuff um uh what do you call it? king uh king midas is gone Right. Uh, you know, uh, and uh, the you so after a while you're like, well, you don't know if you know they're going to use those people, but uh, you know, the 
that's that's definitely a group of people that you know you don't know. You know, well, so. even the people from History of War Part One, Dom DeLuise is gone, Madeline Kahn's gone, Gregory Hines is gone. I mean, look, I mean, Mel Brooks has kind of outlasted all of them. I mean, Gene Wilder's gone. So I mean, you can't even, you know, it's it's it'd be interesting to see. I mean, if he's going to executive produce and write it, I mean, you're also kind of handing it off to this younger crowd, you know. And I mean, let's face it: if there's ever a time for History of War Part Two, now would be the time. You know, there's so much has happened over the course of history, and it, it did stop after the French Revolution. So you got World War One, World War Two. I mean, yeah, you sure you did Jews in space, but that really wasn't any kind of history. You know, you weren't making fun of. I mean, could you, the Trump administration alone is a full season? <laughs> you know, uh, I, the Bush administration, you got some good chuckles, chuckles in there. You know, I don't. I mean, I don't know. The problem is, is that he's not very PC so I kind of there's this part of me it's like I would love to see some good Mel Brooks jokes but I don't know if the world could take a good 9-11 joke you know like I don't know if within a, in the cancel culture that we're in I don't know if if you could get away with some of the stuff which is maybe the reason why they go like well we got this guy we got this woman you know there's a whole Disney lawyers are probably going to be scoping out every single script that's written out. It's going to be probably miserable for him. Huh. <laughs> like that's even like what what made what killed Mel Brooks? Fucking history of part two. Thanks, thank you, Disney. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's my fear because because I just feel like there's no way that he'll be able to get away with. I'm, I could be wrong. I could be completely wrong. Disney, you know, could surprise us, and that's why it's under twentieth television and not. Well, yeah, I'm saying, I mean, there's, 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 there's a lot of, you know, maneuvers and stuff that you have to look at, you know, in terms of this, like, first off, you're like, it says 20th century. So you go and, okay, there's, there's that one, or, you know, it's not under the Disney brand and it's definitely going to be on Hulu. So that means that it's definitely not going to be kid friendly. You know, it it can be anything it wants to be. Right. Because you're paying for it. Right. And then, and then that's the thing. That's, that's the next, like the final thing is just that, you know, you're paying for the system. So it's not like they're going to put it on ABC or CBS or Fox even to, to view it because, you know, like now you have to like seek it out now type of thing. So it becomes more of, they could get away with more, you know, like, like, you know, like there's there's no set standards or practices because you're not, you know, it's not general viewing public that's right. that's that's doing this. It's like you're paying for this. It's a it's a paid service now. It's 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 out there, but like not everybody has Hulu. Like, but you know, people that are Mel Book fans might want to get Hulu now because this is coming out. You know, and that type of thing. And it's 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 for Disney or whoever, Fox, or whoever to get more people to to um to to do this you know what i'm saying like you know like to to raise their uh subscription value of it so that you know like like oh history of the part world part two like on hulu i'll i'll i'll, I'll at least watch it that month or whatever I'll, I'll 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 pay a month of of that just to see that the see what it's like you know kind of thing right. so um but yeah i'm i'm excited for it um uh, I, I i can't believe they're they're gonna try and pull something like this off because it's again like you watch that first one you're going it can't be tame uh, if it's tame it's gonna be terrible like, right you know it's gonna you know you're right. gonna sully uh, uh, Mel Brooks's and 
you know, brand of, of, uh, of, of, um, humor humor right you know you know and, and a lot of people who know it will appreciate it you know and go oh great you know let's let's see what they do and you know if they like make it politically correct you're going uh this is not gonna be funny at all like there's there's gonna be like very few chuckles here and there and it's just gonna be like you know and that's gonna be like the wild side and it's gonna be like tame compared to what you've seen mel brooks do <laughs> right you know <laughs> yeah all right, well, that's it, Ed. I mean, I got more news, but it can wait till next week. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you haven't already figured it out, you're listening to Geeksters here in your listening device. <laughs> so if you haven't already done it, I'm confused as to why you haven't, but go to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, and give us a like. Or follow us on Twitter at Geeksters. Uh, or if you want to contact Ed on anything you might want to see, hear, or have a comment about, you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. That's S-H-A-W-N. Excelsior. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It though. could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo.